0: The following is not intended for younger audiences. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the podcaster's employers. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the one and only Two Dudes One Double Feature.
1: Welcome! uh, Welcome, everyone, to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the show in which two dudes talk two films, and that is about it. I am Dude One, Richard.
0: And I am Dude Two, Joe.
1: And we have a very exciting pairing as we always do we always have exciting pairings sometimes we have weird ones but usually we have exciting pairings um we have a very exciting pairing especially for i imagine some people that know us are going you're talking about both of those yeah it's happening folks uh but before we get into any of that i must ask as always dude,
0: how are you i'm okay uh you know just uh just been busy it's, a, it's just the same thing i it's not like a bro- more of a broken record than i uh have in <laughs> mm. recent memory but i feel like know. that's a
1: i feel like that's a constant struggle with this portion is trying not to like just repeat yourself
0: um cuz last time i did talk about i did see quantum mania uh i did see strange worlds which is fine that was a fine mm. enough uh you know family adventure movie um <sighs> it's it's i've been watching the last of us the tv show based on the hit video game i've been enjoying oh. the show and uh, have I, you played was, the game at all i was about to get to that you know <laughs> don't rush me um, oh i'm so sorry have you played the game yet <laughs> i started to uh, uh, thanks How did you to this you that? Thanks to this dickhead Richard.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess if there's a if there's a way to just dis- if there's a if there's a word you want to use to describe a Richard, it's probably a dick. So <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, but no, uh, you you were very nice uh, to send me a copy, a PS5 copy. Um, it was funny though because when I was downloading it, I got it and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna get started, and it kept crashing. But I found yeah. out. P- that was because of my, my soundbar settings. Now, for my PlayStation 5, I have it connected dir- directly to my soundbar when I'm watching a movie, so the sound doesn't cut out. Mm-hmm. Because I've had instances where I'm trying to do Dolby Atmos, and it'll be, it'll be like, ap, 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 some, okay, occasionally, like once once or twice a movie, it'll be like, Aah! and then it cuts out for like a second or two. <laughs> Um, I haven't had any issues so far, which is good to be able to use the Dolby Atmos. It's like, it's amazing how like weirdly complicated, like things have had come, become with like settings, Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, so I was able to plug it in. There's a game, like a port where it's like more for game optimization. So that was mm-hmm. the correct port I needed to do for last of us. I never had to do it for my, the other games that I play on my PlayStation, but for this one, you know, um, cause this did, is like th-
1: full force, like, like
0: we're using the whole power of the yeah. PS5, and and I guess I just haven't noticed too much because my brother's played God of War, which is you know pretty you know pretty next gen like yeah,
1: and you know what thematically and narratively similar to the Last of Us,
0: yeah, yes. So, um, but I've enjoyed it. Um, I got to Bill Bill's town and met Bill. Um, in the Last very of different. Us, very uh, different, very different. But I appreciate it. I mean, that's the thing with adaptations. I appreciate. Uh, that things can be different, you know, Um, uh, you can improve improve or or just change, you know, just be different. That way there's a reason for me to keep watching or keep playing the game. You know, I Mm -hmm. think, think both as a narrative, um, thing, but also monetarily speaking, you don't want things to be exactly the same because then somebody could be like, well, I'm just going to watch the show. What's the point of me playing the game? Like, that just doesn't make sense. But I've been really enjoying the show, and I've watched the show with my brother, who's who's a big gamer, but surprisingly enough, has never played The Last of Us, but is aware of it because of cultural osmosis. Like, mm-hmm. I I I didn't play the game, and I know I know how it ends, and I know a lot of the stuff that happens. But with any great great story, that shouldn't matter. Um, no, <laughs> shout out yeah. to Feehan, who called me out when I sent a picture of uh, Modok <laughs> in the group <laughs> chat. And then literally a day later, they posted that Marvel was like, here's what he looks like in the movie. You're just, you're just, you know, you're just getting ahead. You know, that's all. It's, it's what it, like, listen. Like, you knew what was going to happen, so. It it was, it spread everywhere. It, it, you know, and Quantumanium's a fine movie, but that's a whole other (laughs) thing. We're going to get to more of that. Um, Let's see. But other than that, um, I've, I've, in the Lincoln Center Film Center, Film society or whatever in New York city, they're doing a Todd Browning retrospective. Todd Browning mm-hmm. being the, um, famous, uh, director, especially in the silent era, worked a lot with Lon Chaney senior. And of course directed, uh, Dracula, the original universal Dracula, one of the most important, not just horror movies, but just mo- one of the most important movies ever. Um, and you know, they're doing a, all of, showing a bunch of his movies in 35 millimeter. So all, like, all of these are film prints, and I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I got myself tickets to see The Unknown, which is probably my favorite Todd Browning film, features Lon Chaney Sr. Um, and it's a more complete version, because previous versions have been shortened. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have all the scenes, and this one has more of the scenes, and I'll have live piano accompaniment by, uh, Donald Sosen. Um, so I'm very excited about that, and I'm seeing a spider, um... <laughs> oh no. Did you get it? I don't know. It was very weird. I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> Dude, it was just like it was like swinging I don't I've no, no idea where it is now. But anyway. Oh no. Uh it's gonna be that dread. Like that I think that happened on another episode earlier yeah, that was, we were talking once. That was me. Um, um I, but not I, even I just did. you because I've had I've had like <laughs>
1: You no, you were looking at a bug in the last episode, yeah, and I was like, "Are you okay?" And you're like, "Yeah, there's, I think I see a bug." <laughs> and you were like zeroing in on it,
0: <laughs> like, like anyway, like a like a
1: sniper, just like I'm gonna take this out. Where are you at?
0: Yeah, but um, uh, but in any case, I'm gonna. I got tickets to see the unknown. I got two tickets. I have no idea who else I'm gonna bring to see that. Um, so we'll see. Mm. Um, but I also really want to see. Cause there's, they're doing this over a bunch of days and I'm going to try to see, I've seen Dracula on the big screen already, but I've never seen it on 35 millimeter. And there's a couple other movies playing that day that I want to check out. So, um, yeah, there's that. Nice. Um, how are you doing more importantly?
1: Um, I mean, admittedly right now, uh, I'm a bit stressed out cause of stuff going on at home, but, um, outside of that, cause I'm not going to dive into that. Um, speaking of dickheads buying things for people, uh, <laughs> um, I also received a gift from uh, a dickhead. <laughs> this, this was uh, a DVD copy of uh, of the of the, that very Lon Chaney movie you were just talking about, plus others. Yes. So uh, we watched that.
0: Um, uh, what was that? was that what day was that was i forget that, what di- i'm sure if i check you might know, to check my letterbox to see what day that was was, was that wednesday or something let's see it feels like a uh, wednesday uh, or a monday mm. maybe it was last week let's see let me check uh it was february 22nd which was a wednesday it was a wednesday i knew it um
1: but yeah so wednesday we did that and so out of spite i was like all right you want to play this game all right, that's cool. I'm going to buy you uh, The Last of Us on PS5. <laughs> so I definitely got that gift for you out of spite and uh, to be like, yeah! What? <laughs> Take that! Mm-hmm. But also because we had discussed that you were liking the show and that you were thinking about playing the game. So I was like, oh, I'll just speed that up a little bit. So... you know if there's if there's any kind of like battle that could go on if it's gift giving i think that's pretty nice (laughs) pretty solid pretty solid you know it's like like oh yeah you got me this well guess what i'm gonna get you this bitch (laughs) 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 it's like um uh that makes me think of wykey's short film the like minnesota grudge i believe it's called uh, where like they just do nice things for each other, and it turns into like a war. So, so go check that out if you haven't. Uh, it's on YouTube. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, man. Other than that, I mean, I've just been kind of, kind of vibing. You know, nothing, nothing. Like, like again, it's hard to like really, you know, keep because like there's there's times when we'll we'll get to this part of the episode, and then we'll just be like. You know, like a lot of stuff will have happened because a lot of time will have passed and i'll be like oh this would be a good story to tell or oh this would be a good story to tell like i don't even remember if i told the story about getting a death threat at work <laughs> i feel like you did so i can't even remember it but you know if i did it's recorded um
0: it's, it's uh yeah
1: um but uh or like you know any any like sort of incident or anything that's been going on it's like it's tried to it's hard to like keep track of that but then like within a short period of time like nothing uh, nothing like really happens so you're like you really have nothing to say either way it's a catch 22 too much time has passed cuz you forgot or not enough time has passed cuz nothing happens so you're like well i guess i'm just okay <laughs> right I'm still, I'm still alive i'm here uh, <laughs> um I guess the most significant thing to note is as far as just stuff that's going on, I watched um, a bunch of movies recently because I've just, I, I did pretty well in tips not long ago at work. So I've just been like, oh, I'll just get some movies for myself. So I got like Starship Troopers, which is a, that's a fun one. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I got Wayne's World, which I don't normally buy comedies because like, I don't feel like, like I love, I love watching them. But, like, there's a lot of comedies that just don't inherently look great because they're not trying to. They're just trying to be funny. They're not trying to be, like, visual spectacular things. But Wayne's World does look really good, especially in 4K. Um, and it's a, it's still a very funny movie. Um, for a movie that I've seen so many times and a movie that plays on television about as much as any other movie that's constantly played on, like, syndicate. Like, it's like it's almost like a rerun. Um. Uh, I got the Howling, which I've never seen before. Oh, and uh, I was thinking about because, like, I was like, I haven't seen a lot of Joe Dante movies because, like, I've seen Gremlins, like everybody else has seen, and I've seen like his segment in uh, the Twilight Zone movie. I've seen obviously Small Soldiers was like a big movie for me growing up. Yeah, my dog right, is right. also contributing. I wonder what she's seen. Um, <laughs> oh, you watched <laughs> Matinee? <laughs> I have not seen Matinee. I really want to see that.
0: <laughs>
1: I love John Goodman, though, so that's enough of a, an excuse to want to watch that. But I wanted to watch The Howling, especially because, like that that and American Werewolf are like the like premiere like eighties werewolf movies, because like, they came out the same year, and everyone's like The Howling, American Werewolf, um, and like I will say, the opening of of Howling is 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 a, there's kind of a lot going on, but then like as it goes on, it gets zanier. Like, what you right. expect from Joe Dante. And um, when you get to the end of the movie, it turns into, like, a straightforward, like, B-movie horror film with, like, Dutch angles and, like, crazy color lighting. And um, D Wallace is saved by the director of eight Adam Sandler films. <laughs> 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 um, uh, which I, I was like, wait a minute, is that who I think that is? And it's like, it is the guy that directed Jack and Jill. <laughs> holy shit <laughs> but no the howling's pretty good I would recommend it um, but no away from all that um, I'm actually really excited to talk about these because again these are these are movies I don't think either of us would have immediately thought before watching them that we would ever talk about one of them we didn't even think was real for a hot period of time <laughs> but uh, we here we are we got both of them on the docket um, and, and this first one is a doozy, and it's got a lot, a lot of uh, stuff behind it. A lot of the whole, like, the making of it is just as interesting as the actual movie itself. Um, Joe Denny Dan. Joe Denny Dan. Yeah. Dude, too, Joe. Mm. What is our first feature today?
0: Well, Richard. Well, Richard. <laughs> This is David Zaslav's worst nightmare, other than Batgirl. This oh, is no! this, this is the MCU Fanboy's worst nightmare. Hell this no! This is the movie Zack Snyder really wanted to show to audiences. Hell this no! is this is Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut. I mean, sorry, they can't copyright Snyder <laughs> no, Cut. No, they can't copyright Snyder Cut, no. <laughs> it, this was the movie that before it even existed was the most tweeted-about Warner Brothers movie of all time. This is Zack Snyder's Justice League.
2: Boom! Boom, boom! <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I am going to preface this as we said with the, the Watchmen. I feel like this happens every time we do a Zack Snyder movie. Both times, <laughs> we both enjoyed this movie. Yes. This is this, and this is um, perhaps one of the most astonishing achievements in human history because I was very much not a fan of Man of Steel or Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, this was, <sighs> there's a lot with this, but obviously mm-hmm. like th- there's a lot to discuss with this, but basically Batman V Superman happened, you know, mm-hmm. there are quite a few people who really enjoyed it and I'm happy for those people. There are aspects of it that I enjoyed and I enjoyed it more as the ultimate edition, but the theatrical cut was one of the most baffling th- mainstream movies I had ever seen. And the reason for that is
1: ultimately too is because like here's the thing you have to remember this was this was at a time period after marvel had successfully launched a cinematic universe and everybody wa- wanted to do that and of course yeah the direct competition is dc so they 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 try a few things like like think about this too there had there hadn't been really truly a successful dc property adapted that wasn't batman for a short period of time Like from even Batman, that last uh, Dark Knight Rises, like that was it was successful, but it but it struggled with fans. And, you know, it wasn't as well received, but it was still successful. Whereas everything else like Green Lantern, Jonah Hex, Superman Returns beforehand um, and all these other movies uh, just weren't doing it. So they're like, okay, what do we do? Well, Zack Snyder had a plan. He wanted to do, a, uh, according to the, uh, I believe it was him that said this, uh, he had a five movie plan and it was going to start with a Superman movie, which was Man of Steel. And so they're like, all right, even like, cause this was also at a time when Zack Snyder had like, he had three, he had made three movies with Warner brothers, but only one of them was like, really like, oof, it was like 300 it was like, it was like, it was a cultural thing. And then Watchmen and Sucker Punch were just kind of there. Um, yeah. And
0: so And I want to emphasize too, we did like Watchmen. We've talked yes, about it. One of, yes. my, one of my favorite episodes is when we talked about that with the for Vendetta But Please Continue. Mm-hmm.
1: So so moving forward with that, Warner Brothers, with the backing of Christopher Nolan, obviously, because he again is the director of the most successful franchise at that time, um, was like, Okay, let's let's give this guy a shot. And so they make that first Superman movie and it was divisive. You know, it it it. Slowly but surely became somewhat successful, but event, but at the same time, and there were people that were adamantly in love with it, and there were people who were adamantly loathing it, and it was just very kind of like no one, no one really felt like it was just okay. It was, it was either you really loved it or you really hated it. But Warner Brothers was like, well, this is the best we got, so let's just kind of let's just move forward with this, and so we got Bat Movie, Superman, and Suicide Squad in 2016. But of course, because of the divis- the divisiveness, Warner Brothers is like we need to put a little bit more restraint on these guys. We need to kind of ha- we need to kind of hammer down on this and have a little bit more creative control. Basically, take away final final cut rights. Um, so that means if you're if you're not familiar with that, that basically means the studios are the ones with the final say. And that this happens more often than you think too, because like unless you're a big name filmmaker or you're someone that's proved that you can make a lot of money with a movie. Um, most likely, you're not going to get Final Cut, and that's just that's just how it, it always is, unfortunately. Um, so that was sort of that was taken away from that was taken away from David Ayer as well when he was doing Suicide Squad, but it was taken away from Zach. And so when we got that final version of BVS, it was chopped up to
0: ribbons. The theatrical version, you're, yes, you're, you're referring to, Yes. you know, yeah. I was just like. I, I have not watched it since theaters. It is one Neither of the only movies I've seen <laughs> in theaters where I fell asleep watching it. I was just really confused the whole time. It it was very and literally character motivations change mm-hmm. with the ultimate edition.
1: It was one of the few movies that I actually saw twice in theaters just to see if I can understand it the second time. Yeah, me that that was me. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah, because I was like, I don't I don't get what's happening here. And then, and then with the Ultimate Edition, like yeah, it made a lot more sense. Personally, it was just a little bit, you know, more boring. But at least it made sense, and at least Zach got to have this other version of the movie. And it's also cool that that later on he got to restore the movie for a better 4K release because I heard the 4K was like terrible initially, and he fixed it. Mm. So that's nice that Good. he got to do that. That's but nice. of course, because of all of this, because um, because ba- Batman v Superman was even more divisive. Um uh Snyder uh had even more of a of a shadow, the Warner Brothers shield literally hovering over him like it came from the clouds and just kind of was like staring at him. <laughs> and so he he had even less, I'm sure, uh creative control over Justice League. And especially at a time when Warner Brothers hadn't really had a successful movie until Wonder Woman, until they're like, Okay, so this is what we gotta do. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, so I think it's fair to say too successful successful relative to expectations. Yes. yes. as well because BVS I mean most if mo- most movies made over a almost 900 million dollars worldwide, that's a success. Yeah. But I'm sure because they had both Batman and Superman, they were expecting it to be a billion dollar hit. Yes. But unfortunately yeah... Yeah. I mean it made a lot of money for a March for a March movie back then. I think it was I think at that point it was the biggest opening weekend for a March release. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool. Um but I also think too Wonder Woman I think is still is in a lot of ways like the biggest domestic DCEU title. It made over four hundred million dollars stateside yeah. alone and it got incredible reviews.
1: And it also showed that, you know, it isn't just Batman and Superman anymore especially when the interpretation is the way that it was in that film, which again, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that once we talk about the movie itself. But, um, so this is when the, the, this is when there's kind of a really upsetting turning point because, you know, obviously, like, I still, like, every time I think of this, I think of that picture of Zack Snyder with Jason Momoa in a prop room, like, with costumes behind him, and Jason Momoa is clearly like, I'm so excited to see my friend Zach we're going to work on this movie. Zach looks like like how presidents look after their first week in office, <laughs> you know, like, like that, that stereotype of, like, you age 10 years in a very short amount of time just mm-hmm. because of all the stress, and then, of course... Sure. Um, you know, just to you know, uh, something truly uh, tragic happened because Zack Snyder had lost his daughter Autumn. And listen, real life when that when that happens when when something like that like something tragic happens, it makes perfect sense to want to just leave. You know what I mean? Because like you know, that's exactly what he did. He left. Justice League, you know, he was already stressed out, but now it's like, there's something going on at home. And that's infinitely more important than than anything, you know, because you want to make sure that you have enough time to process, you can be with your family, have good memories and discuss. And so I don't think anyone was upset in any capacity that Zack Snyder left, even I'm sure the cast was like, we get you. You know, it's it's, it's a tough call, but you got to make the call you got to make. And you know, I think that was the common narrative too amongst even fans and, and movie and movie fans. It's just that, you know, it's just a movie. This is more important. Yep. Like, even even on a significantly smaller scale, like whenever Joey and I are talking, we're talking about when we make the show, if real life gets in the way, we're going to focus on that. That's more important Yes. than anything else that's happening here. So, as much as we love doing this, when real life gets in the way, that's what we have to focus on. Mm. And so, Zach left. And so this left... Uh, Warner Brothers in in a situation where it wasn't necessarily a predicament, but an opportunity. Yes, because clearly they didn't want to make the movie that Zach wanted to make because he had did he had finished a cut, which is essentially this version of the movie. I imagine that we're watching now, or at least some version, some out uh, aspect of it. And um, they were like, I think they said it was unwatchable or something, or that was like the the common quote that went around that they were saying. And so this, this again felt like an opportunity for Warner brothers to be like, okay, let's make the movie we want to make. So they hire former beloved filmmaker, Joss Whedon. (laughs) And that, and we're not going to get too much into that, but that's a whole other can of worms. Um, but essentially they made the movie they wanted to make with Joss. Um, there was a lot of, uh, Bad situations and a lot of unfortunate situations that happened with cast members. Ray Fisher being the most vocal, um, and we learned a lot about Joss Whedon as a person. Yep. <laughs> so, um, that 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 was a big uh, ripple, if you will. But um, the movie came out and it it didn't do well.
0: And again, relative to expect, because like, it it probably. It probably cost over, well over two no, hundred, yeah. even three hundred million. Dollars it costs,
1: it costs make. a lot of money. Warner Brothers teaming with Joss Whedon, you know, they're like, "This is our big superhero team movie. We should be making a billion dollars." Like the second weekend,
0: it's like, no, <laughs> nope, no, <laughs> no, um, yeah. Like, it made like a little over six hundred fifty million um yeah. worldwide and and that no I think it came out in November which is a weird month anyway mm-hmm. but it was also a crowded month too because Coco did exceptionally well yeah uh the Pixar movie and Thor Ragnarok was also already out at that point and was very well received I know we we really enjoy that movie mm-hmm. um and so there was obviously like uh, ha, ha, the Thor movie made more money than the gigantic ass team up movie. People were, you know, obviously making jokes about that. Dude, I, I'm going to give a shout-out to my uncle real quick because there were times where he would call me, and he was just so... And he's somebody who's a fan of Zack Snyder's vision. He was mm-hmm. so baffled at what happened with Justice League. <laughs> there would be hour-long conversations. Like, "Why? what are you doing? What is this? <laughs> uh, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was um it was rough that movie and i feel uh, it's 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 ter- it, it's a bad movie um that that version it's a
1: frankenstein in, in, like combination of so many different things like studio notes uh two different directors visions um bad wigs and bad green screen um brunch jokes <laughs> 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 like there's just like, uh, and then the, the, the whole fake upper lip thing is ridiculous, but you know what? I liked, I liked mission impossible fallout quite a bit. So, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so it's like yeah. uh, one's clearly poopy. The other one's pretty great. So, um, but no, because of how shitty this movie turned out to be and because of how much there are people that love Zack Snyder's work and because of that story, that he may have finished a cut of the movie before he left. This is when people started talking and started speculating. Maybe it's possible, similar to what they did with BVS, maybe it's possible, but obviously BVS was just put back together. Um, maybe it's possible that there could be a Snyder cut. Like similar to like mm-hmm. Richard Donner as well from like Superman two and that whole situation. Um, yeah. which you also should note like the the, the time difference because Superman two came out what year? again
0: like Superman 2 was 1980 and then the the Richard Donner cut came out 06 yeah
1: so like think about the
0: time difference like between that you know yeah uh, like I, but also too the fact that Zach didn't have to use any of Joss Whedon's footage no he version. didn't I think that's no. important because Richard Donner had to use richard lester's footage
1: no but i mean i i mean in the sense that um not so much that he could you know not the footage thing i mean in in warner brothers deciding to actually do that
0: oh well yes that that's true that's true but i just i guess also just the ease of getting that as well because no the ease is, you... a, is a
1: lot better but also just like like
0: the the decision itself to be like okay let's actually do this I mean, and again, social media, that's like one of the big things. Like people still were like, hashtag release the Snyder <laughs> Cut, whether jokingly or if they're a bot or if they're, I know a lot of people who want, genuinely wanted this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's like, it, it was crazy. Like seeing that all over the place.
1: Like I imagine if at the time when, uh, you know, that initial Superman movie came out and then there was social media and people, if people were genuinely pissed seeing it they they would have been vocal not that they weren't if they were but um but yeah it's just it's sort of it's sort of wild to think about that a little bit just how different times are and you know with technology and whatnot that was my point but um but at the same time no i definitely see what you're where you're coming
0: from uh with that whole thing but also too like may he rest in peace but christopher reeve was dead by the point that they were that they were making so Obviously, he was very different from what he was in the 70s and 80s, but, like, they couldn't even, like, okay, let's get you to re-record something, or, like, they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Because everybody had, age, like, age, aged out, and if they had to do pick Aged shoot, out or died. Aged out or died, <laughs> so for this movie, they just had to do, maybe, if they had to do pickup shoots for things or whatever, it wasn't, like, that far away from, no. like, you know. And, like, the only, because you were pointing this out, too, like, there's a shot that looks like it was reused from Man of Steel. There's not... There's there's a lot of that. There's a, probably a lot of that, but it's not
1: like There's 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 sorry I keep interrupting you but like no. yeah. there's there's the shot when 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 deadshot deadshot when dark side is putting his hand on superman's shoulder. Yeah. That That's is that is from Man of Steel. Um there's a shot of they they definitely reuse shots from BVS for that opening scene which makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, but again, it's, it's, it was, it's, it's same, same situation. as like, uh, with, I imagine, uh, Carrie Fisher, like reusing footage that they didn't use in, uh, force awakens. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I guess, I guess the, the, the point I really want to illustrate too, is just that there was a massive comparison between these two things between Superman two and between, because of the alternate cuts, but also, um. The uh, just again, how different the times were and the and the, the situations. Um, I had a whole point and now it's gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, right. I mean, it it was a very different, not to harp, but I think it's important to illustrate. Oh, what, what are you going to say? What are you going to say?
1: We didn't believe it could happen. That,
0: That's where I was leading it. Okay. Yeah, we didn't
1: because yeah because. Uh, that's why I say David. Zaslav. Because Zas- we thought of how un- we thought of how unprecedented that a situation was.
0: <laughs> David Zaslav, <laughs> David Zaslav thought about it too and was like, "This would never happen under my fucking watch."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah, like because <laughs> because I remember initial reports were like, "It's going to cost an additional twenty to thirty million dollars yeah. on a movie you've already sunk three hundred million dollars into onto a platform where you're not going to make any money except for subscriptions." Yeah, um, and people and I remember hearing about an HBO exec being asked about that and going, ha, ha, I wish it was only 20 to $30 million. Cause it ended up being at least $70 million of additional stuff they had to do. It was like the stuff was there obviously, but they mm-hmm. had, there had to be color grading. There had to be special, like special effects stuff added. There had to be obviously probably reshoots for certain things that they had. They didn't get the last time. So it's kind of like this argument, the Snyder cut doesn't exist. The Snyder cut exists. It was like, it exists in some form, but they need it. They still need to spend $70 dollars. $70 it, it, <laughs> it needed to be finished. Like, and put, it needs money for that. For, put in perspective, Puss in Boots: uh, The Last Wish cost ninety million dollars to make. So, to to finish the Snyder Cut cost almost the entire budget of Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. So it's like it's like is is like a combination of,
1: uh, HBO or Warner Brothers releasing a streaming service which people are like, just put it on there. Um, uh, A pandemic happening, which I imagine was a big
0: factor in that as well. Disney Plus being very successful also. Disney Plus being very successful. They were going to split this up into chapters. Like, they were going to have it Mm -hmm. be an episode, like a TV show, like week to week. Like they they did with,
1: sorry, um, like they did with, uh, what's it, Hateful Eight, where they kind of turned that into a miniseries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On HBO, on uh, Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Um, And then, of course... Uh, the the constant, like every single time Warner Brothers posted about something even if it had nothing to do, it could be like a legal drama on TNT they're like, come watch this new show, it's on TNT, it's gonna be great hashtag release the Snyder Cut <laughs> or, or if a new Warner Brothers
0: movie was coming out like like Godzilla vs. Kong I think got review bombed by not probably not a lot of people but probably a, a, um, enough people where it was like, guys stop <laughs> This is embarrassing. He's <laughs> like
1: Jesus Christ. I will. I will. I, just to just to be fair, I will note that there was some positivity in the in the Snyder Cut fan absolutely. group because there was um, the during Comic Con, I believe, when they put up billboards for a release of Snyder Cut, but also um, to tell people to donate to suicide prevention. Yes, because of what happened with Snyder's kids. So no, absolutely. That, that was that was a, that's a commendable thing.
0: That does have to be mentioned for sure.
1: But also, but again, there was like Twitter, Instagram, any social media platform that Warner Brothers had. It was just this constant bombardment of tweets of release of Snyder Cut. And if people were like, it's not real, or people saying it's not going to happen, people would be like, shut up. You don't even know. Do you work for Warner Brothers? things? I don't know why they turned into like a wrestler from the 80s. But- oh, yeah, it's about to
0: get real. This Snyder Cut. I got you for 4 hours. Heaven, 4 hours of playtime! time. <laughs> Boom, saw is ready for the Snyder cut. Um but and this was like um it was generally very well pretty well received this um this yeah. Snyder cut. And to the surprise of us, we, we liked it. We liked it. Listen, <laughs> do you want to know how good this movie is? Feehan gave it four stars on (laughs) Letterboxd. That is practically giving it like 10 out of five stars. Like, that is probably the best endorsement you could get. Um, (laughs) I'm being honest, because... As much oh, as we don't up. care for, her, he just, just despises PVS. Despises that, but it was like it's almost the best comparison I can make is the Star Wars prequels, where yeah, at Phantom mm-hmm. Menace, Attack of the Clones. I know opinions have changed on them over the years because of things. Generally, people yeah. think they suck, which I'm not a fan of. Really, either one of them, and then Revenge of the Sith is like okay, this is this is the one that is somehow able to have a good conclusion or a good continuation <laughs> of this stuff like it's 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 got some stuff that's pretty cool. I mean, it's probably also why
1: whenever you watch like Clone Wars why it feels like it's more molded after Revenge of the Sith than anything. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's like timeline-wise it makes sense, but also just like I imagine they weren't thinking, "Oh, let's do a animated Star Wars show uh about the the era between Phantom <laughs> Menace and Attack of the Clones."
0: I I'd, I'd watch it just just because. But <laughs> um but all that said, Let's talk about this movie because obviously the making of and the, the lead up into this is very important, but now we are left yeah. with the four hours of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now listen, in case, oh. in case if you didn't see Justice League, all right, is this thing is a continuation of... Of Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Okay, we Mm -hmm. have you know the the third chapter in this whole thing. Third chapter. So Superman, they're fighting Doomsday. Superman stabs uh, Doomsday. Superman stabs Doomsday slash Zod with the Kryptonian like spear. Spear. Then then gets stabbed himself, and then he has this echolocation call that basically all the heroes, other all the other like. Three and a half heroes in the world are like, oh, I gotta pay attention. Oh. Something
1: I felt something funny. Something's happening.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> Something's going on. So Superman- Also, it's worth it's sorry, it's worth noting this is the closest we'll ever get to talking about
1: BBS this much. Yeah.
0: No, exactly. <laughs> if you're expecting a BBS episode, it's it's never gonna happen. Um This is why I also
1: count this amongst the Batman episodes since You know this is again the closest one well the only time we'll probably ever talk about ben affleck's interpretation
0: yes so um but anyway so superman dies but like obviously bruce wayne batman played by ben affleck uh does not the the donut man donut man um (laughs) i'm a huge duncan fan so i can't uh, no shade here it's just no shade just something in common um you know, game recognizes game, if you will. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, yeah. but Bruce does not want to let um, Superman sacrifice go in vain. So he no. is trying to, he is basically the Nick Fury. He is the combi, uh having to assemble a team. He has to assemble his samurai, his superheroes, his Avengers, his donut league. Donut league. Um, which we'll get to that later. Um, uh, yeah. So, sorry. No, Um, go ahead.
1: So, this has been happening more often today. Um, so he's going on a a recruiting mission to recruit all of the superheroes from Luther's emails, (laughs) which is funny to think about. But anyway, um, so the first person he visits is Aquaman, played by Jason Momoa, return returnee of two dudes both jace momoa and aquaman beautiful in both in all capacities um in in this iteration though he's still very much like the the loner that just wants to kind of do his own thing but he kind of has like the same superman complex that 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 clark had in man of steel where he's like he can't help but save people yes while also just kind of like wanting to do his own thing and being alone um So like when we first meet him, he's in a village and, uh, he's just with the villagers and he's like, I we don't really know why he's there. He's just there. And, um, uh, Bruce is there to, to try to like convince him to join the team because there's potentially something coming, you know, in, in the theatrical cut, you know, it's pretty, you know, straightforward, you know, they're talking about the mother boxes and all that stuff, whereas that's not really implemented at this point necessarily, that happens sort of through buildup in the narrative. Um, so he tries with Aquaman. Aquaman initially is like, no, I'm good. And so uh, eventually, uh, while this is happening, Diana, who's in London at the time, or, no, France, Paris. Yeah, because she's working at the Louvre. Um, uh, she's noticing uh, that stuff is going on. Because there's this fire happening at this Amazon temple, which, uh, I forget the name of it specifically, but it's, uh, it's like a warning signal Yeah, that some shit's about to go down because, um, after Superman does his echolocation thing, um, and we go to these different civilizations, like we go to Themyscira and we go to Atlantis, um, we see these boxes, these mother boxes, um, which, uh... Uh, it is a whole like complicated history with the mother boxes and like new gods and all that stuff in the comics that I don't remember all of it admittedly. So I'm not going to dive too much into it. And plus the movie doesn't really dive into it that much. So I feel okay about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But essentially um, these mother boxes are kept on earth uh, to be taken away from dark (laughs) side. Who is the, the king of new apocalypse, uh, which is a planet and the whole thing again, It's complicated Uh, (laughs) and because of superman's echolocation he sort of activates the mother boxes yeah because apparently superman is the reason like because of his existence because he is the most powerful being on earth um and because of his death he essentially opens up this possibility that the people of new uh, new apocalypse can come to earth and try to get the mother boxes back because it's like well he's gone so we're good No one else, no not nothing bad's gonna happen now. We can take care of this ourselves. So um uh New Apocalypse sends the cutest motherfucker on the face of the universe, Steppenwolf. Like, holy shit, this guy's a cutie. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's ridiculous. Like, I don't even think they intended for it, but like you look at him, you're like, why is he so cute? Like, adorable. Not uh, like,
0: not like damn, but like, ooh, look at you! Uh, Kieran Hines uh, portrays this character. And it's, again, not to go back too much to the other version, but it's amazing how different, how drastically different each one looks. And also, how much better the motivations are for this character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying Steppenwolf's, like, changed my perspective on much of anything, but it's amazing how much of a character he has. I know what motivates him. I know mm. what, what he's afraid of. Um, you know, I understand his facial expressions, despite the fact that he's a big, spiky, cutie monster thing. <laughs> it's the eyes. It's
1: all it's all in the eyes. I see It's you. It's the eyes. But also, he's got, like, fangs, like, sharp teeth, but they're kind of rounded off, like, like, like <laughs> so yes. it makes him even cuter. <laughs> he looks like he's from Adventure Time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My God! Uh, but uh, I'm <laughs> Adventure Soop, Time cutie. I'm not imagining uh, Seuss uh, talking about oh yeah. So this guy named Stepperwolf, He's kind of a cutie, you know. Uh, he's got <laughs> the big horns and the big axe. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, Seuss.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, but but he wants the mother boxes. Yeah. Uh, to to please him, he, he wants the
0: mother boxes because Dark Side is upset with him. Very upset with. Him. And then, yes. uh, a- as is fake T.J. Uh, Miller from Ready Player One, is upset with him.
1: <laughs> he's he's describing
0: uh, Desaad. In case you I, am, I am describing Desaad because that's the first thing I thought of, unfortunately. But basically, yeah. they're like, "You it's, owe him." It, it, it is accurate. You though. owe him fifty thousand worlds for backstabbing Docside or some some shenanigans.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> I'll fix it by getting the mother boxes. Yes, and so
1: there's no Kryptonian. There's no Green Lantern because Warner Brothers doesn't want a Green Lantern right no. now, <laughs> so that that fixes that problem. Um, so Steppenwolf uh, decides now's the good time, so he goes to Themyscira, essentially, almost completely destroys like a huge portion of the Themiscarian you know of the Amazons and takes the Mother Box like it's nothing. That's like, a great. There's action a whole point. He, he just chucks a horse. Yes. Like. <laughs> like it's nothing.
0: Yes, and
1: he, he he books it to Chernobyl, and that's where he kind of sets up base camp, so that he can go and find the other mother boxes, ones in Atlantis, and ones, oh gosh, and ones um with the humans that's being held at Star Labs mm-hmm. by Joe Morton, <laughs> <laughs> the the father of uh, Cyborg who's one of the the members of the justice league so basically we know Steppenwolf. wolf he needs these mother boxes so he can please dark side um and uh basically uh ben affleck and wonder woman team up <laughs> ben affleck and wonder woman specifically not batman <laughs> Uh, team up. There's a lot that happens in this movie, so I I, I apologize. We for might a, we might like just
0: just generalize certain events. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So they they're they're trying to get the team together. The team consisting of Aquaman, the Flash, and Cyborg, as well, and Alfred, because Alfred's important. He is. And also, um, they learn that uh, while they can do stuff together and be somewhat successful. It would probably help if Superman was around. So they pull some Frankenstein shenanigans, try to bring him back to life um, with the mother boxes. It works, uh, and Superman helps them, and you know, we get we get this cool end of this end of the end of the movie fight scene. But there's a lot of stuff that happens in between all that.
0: Yeah. So let's 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 break it down a little bit. I think one of the big things that was noted was cyborg. Has a character this time, and it's a very he didn't before he didn't before, and Ray Fisher is excellent in this uh, in this movie. You feel the tragedy of this of this character. Um, you know, I I like the design, um, and I think it's you know I think he he really it really in a lot of ways. I don't want to say he's the main character, but he's certainly one of the big focuses focal points yeah. in the movie. It feels like because like obviously like Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck specifically, obviously. Um, <laughs> not Batman. Not Batman and Wonder <laughs> Woman. They're a more like mentor-like types. Like, obviously they're very important, but I feel like a lot of it is focused on Cyborg and the character of the Flash. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's also... Sorry. It's also
1: worth noting, too, that Batman and Wonder Woman are probably the only ones of the group that were active as superheroes. Yes. Because Aquaman, again, he had that Superman complex where he wanted to save people, but... He did it in secret. Um, Barry Allen, the Flash, was just kind of, you know, he he would he would sort of do the same thing, but he's ultimately just kind of live his best life, and he has his his situation with his dad, which we'll talk about. And um, and Cyborg was kind of newly born, yes, out of a tragedy, whereas Batman had been Batman for twenty years and Wonder Woman had been Wonder Woman for a period of time. Granted, she was in secret, and then there was the whole 84 situation, Uh, but but she was Wonder Woman um, for various portions of time, so there's that as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair, Um, but I feel like a lot of the focus is on those two characters. Um, Obviously, the resurrection of Superman, that's a big deal, but, like, the Flash specifically, I mean, because the Flash has, um, Barry Allen has, like, his dad's in jail, and Barry is trying to pursue a career in like criminal justice. Yeah, to to find evidence
1: to prove that his dad was uh, arrested falsely,
0: yes. which he is in the in the comics. Right. Um so a lot and, and a lot of it is just trying to like prove prove himself. And when I say himself, I'm talking about the character of, of Barry um obviously yeah. Ezra Miller plays this character. Ezra Miller's pronouns are they them. So what I'm saying Barry's he him. Barry Barry he him. Yeah. Him. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. But anyway. Yeah. Um so, you know, so a lot of it and a lot of it like I think is really cool. I think a lot of like the flash scenes are really awesome action scenes. Like the, yes. that initial scene uh where he's saving people. Um and like Iris is like Iris is there, right? Like I- I'm not like just imagining that iris Iris west yeah Yeah. iris west um Um,
1: the love interest of barry allen
0: yes um Mm -hmm. but that that's cool i like the way the 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 flash's power set sort of manifests in this movie and of course like the third act really like hinges on the flash getting it together basically like they're running Mm -hmm. around and uh they have to time basically time travel uh, as far as mm. I know, you know to make to make sure like Dark Side doesn't fuck everything up, <laughs> and uh,
1: the Oscars scene is what he's talking about, uh, <laughs> which is a cool scene. Obviously, it's a very cool scene. Just it just
0: unfortunately will now always be <laughs> associated with a stupid idea like that the Oscars <laughs> had. Um, yeah, you know, but, but I will say
1: I like the way they characterize the Flash because. The way um the way he is in the comics too is that like he is very fast. This is a recent kind of thing too, but like obviously he's got his super speed and stuff, but he's always been like anxious and bad with timing (laughs) which is like the irony of like just because he's a speedster yet he terrible with time. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh crap. Um I'm late. So so I like that 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 that's implemented in the characterization of of the Flash in this in this version. Um, and the, the initial introduction scene, as far as like flash scenes is actually really cool as well. Yeah. Um, it does have the, it's very, it's a very Zack Snyder scene with all the slow-mo, which I mean, is appropriate for the, this the superpower set, but also the song choice. Like, cause I feel like it's funny cause like, you know, when you, when you watch, um, the, uh, the theatrical cut and I also think of like the Aquaman scene, when he's like walking on the pier, or yes. walking on, going into the water, and in the theatrical cut, it's it's uh freaking white stripes, <laughs> just like like, and it's just so heavy. But then like, uh, <laughs> in the in the Snyder cut, it's like there is a kingdom, there is a king. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like that's why you love him, honestly. <laughs> like it's like. No no no. You think you think
1: Snyder would throw rock and roll in there? Nah. That's 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 for uh junkie XL to to do. Whenever he's getting his score going. No, no, no. Snyder's throwing in something completely different.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um other bits. I mean, I just think there's like like just the presentation of the action scenes is great. This movie was also presented in four in four three. Um mm-hmm. like like basically like if you have obviously most of us have widescreen TVs nowadays. And this will not fill up your TV. This will just be like basically a square, which yeah, definitely people had some people had issue with. I really liked it because it made some of the scenes more striking and it made them really look like comic book panels at at certain mm-hmm. points. I,
1: I I was I'm kind of like I, I was of the mindset when I first initially watched the movie that I was a bit turned off by it. But over the course of watching it, especially because again, it's a four hour movie. I, I, you just kind of forget about it after a while because you're just, especially if you're into the movie. Yeah. So initially, I'm like, because like the, the, the idea itself is weird enough just because like the reason it's like that is because it's meant to be presented with like the original IMAX presentation because he was meant, like Snyder had meant for the movie, obviously, to screen in theaters and not on a streaming service. Right. Um, and so when you see it in IMAX, I imagine it would have felt, it would have been, it would have looked a lot better. But, um, uh, obviously, it ended up on HBO Max. Um, but again, like you know, I was I'm watching the movie. The first time I ever watched the movie, I actually sat through the whole thing. Yeah, me too. Like, like, like beginning to end. And you know, I just kind of forgot about it after a while, and I was just into what I was watching. Because, like, it just like it it's, it is what it is. But I wasn't like I wasn't immediately sold on it at first. But after a while, I was like, oh, okay, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's definitely, it's always interesting to kind of see the, like, even the 4k when, whenever I watch it, whenever we watched it, we it started off going like this movie is presented at a four by three aspect ratio to, to preserve the, the integrity of the director's vision. And I remember that was sort of like picked apart a little <laughs> bit on like Twitter and stuff. Um, but you know, again, I'd rather take the integrity for a director's vision over like let's chop this movie up and <laughs> and have someone else make it mm-hmm. and uh ruin <laughs> ruin what could have been uh a pretty solid movie
0: but um i mean i think like i am thinking about like a lot of the action beats are great i think that big action scene at the end of like the first disc is really good like when
1: they're saving the the hostages of steppenwolf and the parademons demons Mhm. Yes. I also, I also love um how that scene really illustrates them as a team. Yes. You know, like cuz that was sort of the thing I loved about the movie too is just that you have all these you have all these actors together and um obviously the difference between this and like say Avengers is Avengers had to build up these characters in separate movies. They these guys didn't choose to do that. No. And so, that's part of the reason why the movie is as long as it is, because we're trying to build up all of these characters. And that's really what the first, the really first half, the really first portion of this movie really is, is building up uh, Arthur, Barry, and Victor, specifically, uh, because we haven't met them yet. Um, the Wonder Woman, thankfully, got a pass, because she got her own movie, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So Yes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> So then when we get to the point where they actually team up and fight Steppenwolf and the Parademons, it's genuinely a lot of fun, and you can really feel, like, the chemistry amongst all of them, you know, like, especially when you see, um, uh, Barry and Victor together, and I just love that bit when, when Victor's, like, carrying him upstairs, and, and Barry's like, is everyone okay? (laughs) Is that, that, what's going on? And, and he's like, I got him, Keep moving. (laughs)
0: I love. Um, I think one of my favorite bits. I think it's obvious. I think it's in the scene where they're digging up Superman's body, which is such a weird sentence to say out loud. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's. I think it's that scene, or where they're in the Batcave or whatever, and and Bear, and Barry's like, "Do you think she 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 would go uh, for for oh, yeah. a, a younger guy?" And, and Victor's like, "She's five thousand years old. Everybody's a younger guy." <laughs> <laughs> like there, there are actually like so. There's some good like humorous, um, humorous moments like there's genuinely, nothing, like there's nothing that like cu- like because obviously people complain about Marvel movies and other movies do this too where like they have mm. humor to undercut like undercuts like a dramatic like, the, series, yeah the drama of a scene. I think uh, the other scene I really liked. I mean, obviously, like we'll talk about Superman in a second, but like the resurrection of Superman, I thought was really well handled, and like Superman coming back, and you get to realize like you know, obviously we're tired of like evil Superman in a, in in a bunch of things, Yeah, Uh, especially when we have uh, guys, we have Omni-Man and Homelander. Just pack it up, (laughs) please. Um, uh,
1: (laughs) We have another version of him in our next movie. In the second half,
0: even Marvel did it. So like, maybe we should just not do this. Um, Just calm down. uh, But it, it was actually a really cool action scene. And I love when like bear bear, like the flash is running and Superman is able to like, I know, like, Superman's not as fast, you. but he's able to, like, somewhat keep up, and it's a really mm. cool, uh, really cool dynamic, um, but I just, and then just, obviously, Batman just is there. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying his best in that situation. <laughs> in he so doesn't many need this, to do anything. He, he united the team. He really shouldn't have to do anything. He's like, Nick Fury nah. doesn't have to do anything in most of the Marvel movies. Did you nah. see him fight, Did you see Nick Fury fight Thanos? No.
1: That's See that's always the thing. That's always the strange aspect of like the comics and the cartoons and stuff is, you know, when when you have characters that are all super powerful and then you have Batman because there's always that there's always that question of like why is Batman in the Justice League? He's got no powers. Mm-hmm. He can't do anything. And I hate that every time that happens, but um <laughs> <laughs> but like like the truth is you know, there's a reason he's on the team and it's like, it's not necessarily, you know, cause obviously he's not super strong. He's not like, you know, as fast or anything like that, but he holds his own for just being a regular guy. He does. And, he's also and, got a deep pocket so he can pay. Like, listen, <laughs> <laughs> like he, the reason they have the freaking watchtower in space in the comics and in the animated shows, is because he's like, I just paid for it. It's okay.
0: (laughs) You know, but I mean, obviously again, like I think about that stuff too, where it aggregates when people go, how can King Kong fight Godzilla? It's like, on some level, shut the fuck up. Just let the monkey punch the lizard, alright? But also... And you like, know what? He held his own against Godzilla. But, but there are just some moments where you see Ben Affleck as Batman... No, no, just Ben Affleck, just standing there, and you're like... <laughs> just Ben Affleck. Oh, oh, God. Like, one punch and you might die. Are you like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's lucky he was smart enough to make to to copy Wonder Woman for the gauntlet
0: thing, but even then the gauntlet didn't work a hundred percent. It broke. It, it, it overheated. <laughs> <laughs> and you had prep time, Batman. And you had prep time. He was there. It, it, you know, he, it,
1: he's human. It's 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 what it is. And you know what? Lois showed up, and it was less. It was less. It was less. Uh, weird than in the theatrical cut when he's like
0: tell me (laughs) do you please see i i kind of like that because it it haunted batman on some level (laughs) like i I want things to haunt people on some level like i want superman to like more realize that oh yeah doomsday is zod (laughs) like (laughs) like even though i killed him this is still haunting me but anyway that's neither here I think nor
1: there. I I will say I, I could I can agree with you if it didn't lead to like the dumb uh, Joss Whedon like oh I'm definitely bleeding joke. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. If, if that wasn't there, I'd be like yeah, because then it would it would have made more sense.
0: And, um, um, but yes, aside from that, uh, uh, I, I love Superman's um, Alive. Superman's <laughs> Alive, and you know I I like Henry Cavill, and I think. When you're a superhero, 50% of the job is looking good in the costume. And Henry Cavill mm-hmm. nails it. There is no doubt in my mind when I look at him, he is Superman. And I think he's got a good way about him in certain scenes. Like, there are certain moments of Man of Steel that I really liked him in. In the Ultimate Edition when he's Clark Kent and he's investigating mm-hmm. stuff. But, you know, obviously a lot of these movies tend to for more focus on his alien origins. You know, as a, as a yeah. Kryptonian. Which is not my thing i prefer like the more like romantic comedy oh i'm in the daily planet with lois lane t he yeah kind of thing but i get people like that though they like the the alien interpretation more kryptonian like he feels more like an outsider um kind of deal um and i'm like i it was one of those things where i'm like i can i can kind of see why people would like this version Cause there are moments where he is really, really freaking cool. Like in that final scene where he's like <laughs> taking down Steppenwolf, and that that Not the clo- like, this, like the the Man of Steel like music comes on, which is the best thing about Man of Steel is that music. Yes, it's it yeah. rocks so hard, and you're
1: which we were talking about this because we both love the Hans Zimmer score for man of steel but then like obviously there was a big talk about bringing henry cavill back as superman you know obviously that was something the rock really wanted so that mostly mostly for his own intent because he wanted black adam to fight superman which you know makes perfect sense um (laughs) so um i showed this to joey the other because i don't because you have have you seen black adam like no in in its entirety no no No. not even no (laughs) Okay, <laughs> understandable. Uh, but, um, uh, I showed Joey because I was like, you know what's funny now that we're talking about this? Because obviously that was the big tease at the end of Black Adam was that Henry Cavill as Superman shows up. And he, he looks the most like Superman. He's, he's got the spit curl. He's got the yellow and his symbol is much more prominent than it ever was. The blue is much more bright. Like, he looks pretty damn good. But of course... They want you to forget that he's the Superman of Man of Steel. So when he comes out, they're playing the John Williams score, which is an amazing, iconic
0: score, but it's not Henry Cavill's music. I, I when you sent me that, I couldn't believe it. Uh huh. And I mean, and they do some shit like that in the in the Justice League.
1: Um, yeah, like
0: because you have the Batman. Same with Batman. The Batman you know. theme pops in, and I'm like, okay, this is just out of nowhere
1: (laughs) like this is weird why is this happening it's
0: like again not to talk too much about the flash trailer it's like seeing the michael keaton suit (laughs) out of the context of the original movie it's like i get why that might seem like an appealing thing but seeing it in broad daylight is fucking hysterical it is goofy as shit. But well, not in a good way either. It just does, he looks uncomfortable and it looks like they're they're defying the laws of physics to get him to throw a punch.
1: <laughs> Which, you know, I'm sure he's used to because I think that's exactly what
0: it was like. But even then, like that movie is a little it was so like, style it was so stylized. Yeah, but like they could is. get away with it in that one, but like, yeah. And yeah. No, nobody had really done anything quite like that at that point. So it was like, okay. No. But now today it's just like all right, guys. <laughs> like at least with Spider Man, like all the Spider Men showing up, at least like I believe, like okay, their suits they can maneuver in them, so I'm able to like suspend my dis- my disbelief a little bit in that mm-hmm. regard. But like, anyway, not to talk about. But point is, yeah. let's try to keep the versions like <laughs> their, with their thing. Like the Henry Cavill music is really exceptional. Like the the Henry Cavill Man of Steel, the like, Hans Zimmer music from Man of Steel is exceptional, and I wish and and I love that it was used here, the way it's used. Um, Trying to think of other things off the top of my head to talk about this movie. Oh yeah, I don't like Darkseid very much.
1: <laughs> um I like that I like that transition. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's uh, like, just
0: keep keep the music and fuck Dark Side. <laughs> no. Okay. They establish so, uh, like like we as much as we say Steppenwolf is a cutie, they establish Darkseid as a big baby and a wimp. Like they show him losing. They show him losing <laughs> too. They and do. I don't. I never feel at any point. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and because a lot of these, like le- these new gods, people sound exact, almost exactly the same. Or there's not mm. enough differ differ differing them from one another to me. Like for me to go, they all okay, like okay. gravelly, like <laughs> like Steppenwolf, <The> sword,
1: <laughs> It's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, now that was, this was like a straight metal
0: singer. Like again, and I'm gonna bring up the Mar- Marvel comparison. Thanos. I know it's Josh Brolin. He's purple, so he looks stupid and like <laughs> <He's> ridiculous purple. <laughs> Everybody else looks different enough out of his like crew of people. Okay, Thanos. Like the Infinity Gems. This is another thing too. I'm gonna get into the Infinity Gems. You get you understand them enough. You understand what each gem does because in each movie they set it up right. The mother mm-hmm. boxes,
2: oh the mother boxes, oh the mother boxes. <laughs>
0: Again, there's a lot. There's a lot to it, but they don't really bring it up in the movie. Like if you're a DC fan, like you could just fill in the blanks and go, okay, I know what this. Like is. I know what that is. But but, but if but if most you are, people aren't gonna know what that is. Most most people who are just gonna be like, I'm gonna watch a super like a DC movie and they'll watch a superhero movie and they're gonna go, what the fuck is a mother box? What the fuck is a motherfucking mother box? It's Um, it's it's not a father box. It's not a father box. Not a sister box. Not a brother box. Um, mother Motherfucker uh, box, cousin cousin box, um, And uncle box oh. for the whole family. <laughs> don't want no uncle box, <laughs> <laughs> uncle you know uncle you, box away from me. <laughs> uncle uncle you rarely talk to who uh, listens to ultra conservative podcast box. <laughs> the, the box shows up. I was watching Fox News the other day. No, I'm cool. Just get oh, out is of this, here. Where was this box on January sixth?
1: it's <laughs> floating there ah!
0: <laughs> but no beyond that um like i just never felt the like the the intimidation factor of dark side as yeah. a villain it, it just be, it was very abstract it was like something like i know dark side is a pretty intimidating villain from seeing cartoons and seeing some of the animated movies and stuff but this version mm-hmm. i was never like okay like I know they show the scene where he's fighting off like Zeus and Ares and everybody has like the big like battle that Lord of the Rings-esque battle, which was a cool scene also. Um, And that's the other thing I like about the Snyder movies is that they make these things like these heroes are like almost gods. They are larger than life, like mythical figures, which is pretty cool. But yeah, like with Darkseid, I I don't see him like taking out other worlds. Like in Infinity War, the first scene, Thanos has already wiped the floor with Thor and Loki. Yeah. And wipes the floor with the Hulk. I understand immediately, this guy is bad news. Dark yeah. and I never got that personally. But that's just now. And I'm sure in Justice League Part 2, um, because we're probably never going to get that. I mean, no. I, I, I hope, that would be great <laughs> if we did, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, But I'm sure they would have delved into more of him as a character and as a threat, which would have been cool. Yeah. This movie doesn't give me much. I probably spent too much time on that, so I apologize uh, if it sounded really <laughs> annoying the last five minutes. I know I sound like an idiot. I'm sorry. I, I've I said, this befo- I've said this I, before. I said this before. I'm a monster, but cool. <laughs> I, I, I was say.
1: I always like how you preface like whenever you do like rant about an opinion of that you have. You have to go like, listen. I understand. I'm an idiot. It's like, no, no, <laughs> no. Stop that. No self hate. Stop it.
0: Richard it's stop not. It stop it right
1: now. Effective. I know it's very hypocritical of me to say that, but yeah, yeah. stop it. You better shut
0: the fuck up, fellow moron. Stop
1: with that self-paced <laughs> bullshit. Stop it.
0: But, <laughs> no, I, um... Yeah, you were going to say to,
1: to To riff off of that, I yeah. definitely agree with what you're saying. Okay. Um, because... Don't, don't freak out. It's fine. <laughs> I agree. Um... <laughs> um no so it is like because like when i first watched the movie i was just like oh look it's dark side and that's kind of it yeah <laughs> that's like mm. the extent because i know that was kind of the big building point for these movies because like obviously the you know mega symbol that's on his chest was in the was in bvs and whatnot yeah and um it was sort of an interesting move to sort of put steppenwolf as like the main villain of this, because this this movie, I, I think, is mostly based on, um as far as, like, the comics are concerned, it's, like, focused on that Justice League Origins book that came out in 2011, where Darkseid is the main villain, so I was I was surprised that he was the main villain, but again, I imagine they wanted to do kind of the similar, you know, route that Marvel did by having that be, like, the big villain for later, and, you know, I imagine there would have probably been more intimidating scenes, but yeah, like, it is, it like, I didn't really think of that, Aspect of it until you brought it up, and I'm like, you know, that's kind of a good point. Like, like he he shows up, yeah, he like holds his own, he kills a Green Lantern, but then like that's it. <laughs> like that's just, that's just kind of it. And like as someone that reads the comics, like it is like when it comes to the Mother Box stuff, it is fairly complicated to kind of explain what the like like the most most that I, most thing I can think of off the top of my head is just that. They're, they 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 can make boom tubes, which allow you to travel like short distances. Yeah. Like um, like a like a like an Einstein Rosen bridge, like the whole uh, um event horizon, like pencil through the paper that's folded trick. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Folding I know. space. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> and also like the main thing too isn't even the mother boxes is that Darkseid wants something called the anti life equation, which is yes. briefly mentioned. Um, which is another. Somewhat complicated thing, and again, like not everything needs to be explained, but I think certain things should have been. But like when you when you when you add something that seems like like when you hear the word anti life equation, you're like, what the fuck is that?
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) like it's not it's not like you know because you're not especially because you're not seeing it. You're showing if you're showing it to someone, that's a different story. But you can't really show an equation to someone without explaining it. Yeah, you know, so it's it's a bit it's a bit hard in that regard no pun no rhyme intended um but um yeah like he he kind of just gets the an axe to his to his collarbone and then it's just kind of we just kind of move on from there (laughs) and then uh he kind of shows up briefly i did like the voice actor a lot who 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 i don't know if it was like a motion capture thing as well but like i liked the vocal performance of dark side um I, I do kind of miss I would I thought I thought I think it would have been really cool though if like for the new god stuff they kind of leaned more into the Jack Kirby side of things, mm-hmm. admittedly, um, which they kind of like visually do with Thor Love and Thunder, well, not yep. Love and Thunder, um, with Ragnarok, uh, yeah, um, but I would I would have liked I would have liked that, but it was cool that they that we kind of saw new gods and all, that whole thing that whole aspect. Um, but Steppenwolf was our, was our kind of main through way into that. And what a cutie. Yes. (laughs) That's, that's the, that's unfortunately the ultimate thing that I'm going to take away from this whole movie is that, you know, it's a good movie, but also Steppenwolf, um, I want to pinch his, his cheeks.
0: (laughs) Um, before we move on to the second movie, I have to talk about the most important thing that we came across in this, uh, is our casting of the Justice League as donuts. So context. (laughs)
1: context, context is needed um so uh ben affleck is is in this movie he's batman as we've mentioned um uh i haven't really we didn't really dive too much into into that but he's in this movie he's batman a version of Batman. Mm-hmm. And um recently for the Super Bowl uh and and obviously for various memes this sort of I'm sure is the leading point to this. He was in a duncan commercial. Mm-hmm. But also he's been memed and he kind of he says he does he's does it intentionally but like there's so many memes of him coming home with like stacks of duncan that he finds really hard to hold. <laughs> so so, so he's taking a second to hold this Dunkin. And so that sort of led to us talking about Duncan, which led to us deciding to cast the Justice League as donuts from Duncan specifically. So, um, cause we're, as Joey has said on various occasions about himself, but I would put this on myself as well. Cause I'm a hypocrite.
0: We are morons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go. Here we go. Batman being Ben Affleck. He is the Boston cream donut. Okay. Because he's, he's Ben Affleck. He's Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah. The Flash, a vegan donut.
1: <laughs> because uh, Ezra Miller has done terrible things, so we wanted to not give them a great donut, admittedly. <laughs> I don't even know if you can get a vegan donut at Dunkin' Donuts, really. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> like Even that, but you know, we had to do it. We had to, unfortunately, give them something,
0: Our... but there you go. All right, Cyborg. Cyborg is complicated, okay? And sometimes his power set works, sometimes it doesn't. It's like getting a cookie butter donut. It's a seasonal donut. It's very good when you get it. All right. Uh, Wonder Woman. Now, this might be, like, stereotyping, but listen. Strawberry with sprinkles. It, it, it's sweet. It's nice. It's got sprinkles. It's got what you want. All right.
1: But it, it, it could be kind of badass, too. Like, listen, don't, don't just judge a, uh, a
0: donut by its sprinkles, okay? All right. Exactly. Superman. Now, Superman, the guy. The dude with all these, the, the, is, the fella, the fella, <laughs> super listen, fella, super fella. He is, you might not like him, but he is, he is the old fashioned. He is plain. He is a reliable, <laughs> solid donut that all donuts owe their existence to, practically. He gets the job done. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. You might be asking, "What about the rest of this this star studded cast?" Joe Morton. I don't even have him his character name. I just have Joe. What Morton. about well, did, what about Aquaman? Oh, so it's funny because I had Joe Morton before Aquaman on my list. <laughs> all right, it's fine. So Aquaman, okay, Aquaman is a French cruller, All right, because it's, it's sexy. Sweet. It's sexy. It's unique. Mm. All right. <laughs> so, um, Joe Morton. I'm going to go back to Joe Morton. Joe Morton is a jelly donut, okay? Sometimes he doesn't have time working as a scientist to get all all the things he needs in a day. So he's got to have the donut filled with jelly, okay? It just (laughs) makes sense. He gets everything he needs from the jelly and the donut
1: combined.
0: Yes. It's a full package meal. Alfred. Uh, uh, (laughs) Actually, before Alfred, Steppenwolf. Now, Steppenwolf (laughs) is the most adorable supervillain in existence. So, therefore, he gets the seasonal, heart-shaped, cream-filled cutie! Because he's a cutie! He's adorable. Um, Alfred, glazed donut. Reliable. It's always there. It's sweet. Like Alfred. Alfred's always there to help out. I love Alfred. I love Jeremy Irons as Alfred. It's great. (laughs) He's so good. It's amazing. Gordon. Now, Gordon, he is a cop. And... (laughs) <laughs> he is a cop. <laughs> oh, he's a detective. Oh, shut the fuck up. He is a cop. He gets a powder he gets a powdered donut. It's fine, it is good enough. He is running on easy. Alright, here we go. Dark side, he is a piece of shit and a wimp, so he gets <laughs> He gets the chocolate glazed cake donut. What is this thing? It is a piece of garbage. I never get it at Dunkin' Donuts. It is the worst donut or munchkin you can get in a munchkin bin. People go, ooh, jelly. Shut the fuck up, you babies, because chocolate glazed donuts are even worse. Now, the... I, I love I love that, that, that this aspect of
1: your opinion gets, no, I'm a moron. If no. you like it, it's fine. It's like, no, no. you suck. No, there, there,
0: Shut there, up. There, there is no compromising. Not even in the face of Armageddon. The quote Zack Snyder, uh, DC movie. Tonight we died in hell. <laughs> our the, our hopes and dreams travel with these donuts. <laughs> and as and, and as I created this list, Superman said to me, and I quote, "No, Zod, don't do this." but I got it I'm not done yet okay now the last couple there's more donuts there's not they're not even donuts though they're not even donuts okay the Mm -hmm. mother boxes we don't even know what the fuck they are but you know what they are coffee because they seem to (laughs) help out whoever that they're helping out I guess when, listen you pick your poison and sometimes it's a mother box it's a you get it it's a motherfucking mother box all right <laughs> not an uncle box. lois lane you thought we forgot about lois lane but guess what we, we did, did for, not we, we actually did because we barely talked about lois lane um that's true but we did not forget her in this context because like, she's important in she's this important. context like like i said she's important and reliable just like a blueberry muffin not a donut but it is reliable and I'm never going to turn down a blueberry muffin. That's for sure. And you know what? It's
1: offered at Dunkin' if you want one. <laughs> exactly. It's on the menu. It is there. Um, Ma Kent, who we barely talked about, uh, we did for actually forget <laughs> about. But guess what? We did give her a croissant. So, like, we sat there. We were like, you know what? Croissant. That's what she deserves. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, Will Defoe is just like, if you took a glazed donut and. It was in the water.
0: There you go. <laughs> asagi, a very... Asagi. So delicious glazed donut. S- glazed donut. <laughs> now, what does this prove? Absolutely fucking nothing other than we have too much time on our hands. But the point is... The point is... We enjoyed this movie. We enjoyed this movie far more than we expected. Just like what you might have an experience at Dunkin' Donuts that exceeds your expectations. Because you think, you walk in, this isn't Starbucks. This isn't my local coffee shop. But you know what? Dunkin' no. is there for you. And that's what we're not sponsored listen. by Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> no, we could be. Um, <laughs> you should be <laughs> hey, <after this> <laughs> <no>. <laughs> like, Listen,
1: you walk into a Dunkin' and you know immediately, I'm going to get helped. I'm going to get what I need. You know, when I was at the airport... And my flight was delayed on my way home from Orlando on our last Disney trip. Do you remember this? Do you remember? Do you remember me talking about this? You had this similar situation. I was in that airport for I think four to five hours waiting for this new flight, and I was I was tired. I, my phone battery was dying. I was in a strange place. I was not home. I hated it. But you know what I saw, and that helped me quite a bit. Motherfucking Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> That's yes. right. I said, "Funkin' <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking Dunkin' Donuts," and uh, I got I got a donut. I got two donuts, I got a sandwich, I got a coffee, and I was able to sustain myself for a short period of time waiting for that goddamn flight, and I made it, and I made it home, it was a great time. So thank you, Duncan, you're very reliable.
0: That's right. Please sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, I think on that, well, actually, this is the part where we get to the after credits really quick, we didn't like this. So we did not cast anything in this as a donut. <laughs> oh, with like the yeah the epilogue, like the, the little after. Yeah. Um, eh. <laughs> I, 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 we really have no I, thoughts on it. It's like, I'm glad Zack got to do that.
1: Yes. I'm glad. Yeah, because that's the ultimate thing is that Zack Snyder didn't, it's more than likely and probably doesn't even want to have the opportunity to make part four and five of his whole DC superhero saga that he was working on. And so he added a little scene at the end of uh, some of the actors he could find and a CG Ezra Miller <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, an appearance
0: by Jared Leto. Woo! Star of the more billion dollar gross film, Morbius. <laughs> that movie
1: made some more billions, let me tell you. Um and so that scene, you know, it is what it is. We're happy for Zach. It's not, it's not really our cup of tea, um, but you know, at least again, at the end of the day, I think the ultimate thing to say before we move, before we move to our next film, the ultimate thing to say is that Zach finally got the movie he wanted. Yes, and he moved on. And now he's working at Netflix. He made a zombie movie that was a lot of fun. He's working on Rebel Moon. I'm excited I'm to watch it. I'm so really...
0: hyped for Rebel Moon, dude. You have no idea.
1: So, um, Zach, uh. Much respect,
0: Justice League is great. Thank you so much, Zach. I hope you have a motherfucking uh, donut, (laughs) (laughs) a motherfucking Dunkin' Donut. We're gonna take a a a brief um, we're gonna take a brief intermission, and when we come back, we are going to uh, harvest a planet of its people and make it into a donut. Stay tuned.
1: Wow! no' I'm kidding we <laughs> 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 could start over if you i just want to do that <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I'm back, at least. I don't know about Richard.
2: <laughs>
1: I only did that because right before we recorded, he was like, and we're, because we do a countdown, three, two, one, record. This time he we went three, two, one, and say, and we're back, and record.
0: <laughs> you know, I thought it was a friendly, a friendly, gentle reminder. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see that um, that was not the way it came across <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe Druik was onto something maybe I should have just mind controlled you Ed and say and we're back
1: Oh, uh, this is all worth it <laughs> everything that just happened it was worth it um
0: welcome back everyone <laughs> if we sound a little different uh we had to re-record <clears throat> this a uh, whole half
1: <laughs> full full context we've this this is this is uh similar to the couple episodes ago this has been it's a couple days <laughs> since we watched the since we watched the turtles um so uh though Joey was just listening to what we could do what we had from our initial recording so he's probably a little bit more fresh than i am (laughs) um so thankfully that that'll that'll probably help honestly um but yeah (laughs) listen listen when you're making a podcast sometimes you hit a snag and when you hit those snags you know what you do you pull up your pants you take the hit and you you move forward I don't know why your pants are down in this scenario, but hey, you know, well, I guess metaphorically they're down because, you know, you're in a pickle, but you know, you just got to pull them up. You know, I, I sent a, I sent a video to Joey today on, on Twitter of two guys doing a podcast in a public space, which is, is a weird thing, admittedly, but you know, Hey, you know, wherever they could do it, I guess. Um, and they were trying to do their outro and then like an SUV crashed right through, uh, the like like the place they were in and and hit them thankfully they were fine it seems but it's like i think we're pretty good in comparison (laughs) yeah so like it could be worse um thankfully they were okay and i hope their podcast is good yeah i don't know what it is but i hope it's good um anyway welcome back to the show everybody (laughs) three minutes into this um in our last segment couple days ago (laughs) we talked about uh the snyder cut um and we also um really passionately went into detail about what donuts we would cast the justice league as this that was probably listen if you listen if you listen to that segment if you take anything away from this episode know that we cast them as donuts that's the most important thing you can take away yeah nothing else matters except Mm -hmm. for that Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but now um, we are moving on to the marvel side of things where we're talking about another team of superheroes that feel a little bit different than your typical marvel uh offerings um and and have a bit more of a snyder flair themselves um very mythological approach to these superheroes as well i know i already said the title but anyway joe dinny dan what is This Marvel movie we are talking about today.
0: We are. We are discussing. uh, I can't even remember what number Marvel thing is. There might as well be (laughs) 500,000 of these at this point. (laughs) So for shits and giggles, this is the 62nd Marvel movie. Um, (laughs) The 423rd. 423rd. (laughs) This is Chloe Zhao's Eternals which is a play, Would you think is based on a comic book, but is actually a play on the fact that uh, that they just want this thing to keep going forever and ever, which I understand. It keeps people employed, but you got to pay <laughs> some of the people better. Anyway, Eternals. <laughs> I think it's an important note to make, though, but yes, Eternals. <laughs> and uh, this, like, this movie... Um, this is a different beast. It, it, for Compared to our typical Marvel fair, it is. Mm-hmm. And listen, we've talked about a number of MCU <laughs> movies on this program. We've talked about Shang-Chi. We talked about... Um, Ragnarok. Ragnarok, Captain America, The First Avenger. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange 2, Avengers Endgame.
1: Which isn't even our favorite Avengers movie, but we still talked about it.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I, you know, but it's a movie we still like enough to discuss, I think. And it's interesting, you know, and this, and not even
1: just that, like, not even just like, like MCU movies. We talked about a couple, we, we, uh, Gifford and Wikey did a whole episode on Spider-Man. So, I mean, so go listen to it. It's, it's a lot of fun.
0: Those two are great. it, It is a fun episode for sure. Um, we talked about Logan also, just another Marvel thing.
1: We talked, we talked about Logan, uh, with the Batman, another fun episode. Yes. We do like, like, I know we, we sort of emphasize this a lot every time we talk about Marvel, especially an MCU movie. We do like, um, a lot of MCU offerings. We just have a very, like, there's just other things that come into play that you can't help but just be like, Hey, why does this have to be like this? Or why does this keep happening? You know, like, not everything's perfect, ultimately. Yeah. um, But know that there are things about it that we like. Yeah. But there's also things about it we don't like. However, in the case of this movie, which is, um, at least as of now, unless... I know I asked this in the initial recording, but has Ant-Man 3 gone below it yet? Or is it still at the same level on, like, Rotten (sighs) Tomatoes or whatever?
0: Let me check that. Because, I mean, here's the other thing. Ant-Man 3... Not that this is important for this episode, but it might make less than the first two Ant Man movies.
1: Yeah, I did see it dropped like what sixty one percent.
0: Yeah, and keep in mind, Something I like did that? I didn't hate Ant Man Quantumania, but I haven't it, seen it, so I can't I th- say. I, I love think, Jonathan Majors though. Um, no, Jonathan Majors is great in the movie, and I'm very excited for his future in the MCU. Um, sorry, it's taking me a second, but basically what what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is that I think. This I think the last couple of years have been interesting for Marvel um in mm. in this pandemic era because they had to take a year where they couldn't they didn't release anything in 2020. Yeah. And literally your first offering that you brought to the public was WandaVision, a streaming show which was pretty well received. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I liked it for the most part. I know, I think I know you like you like that show. I mean, you know, I have my feelings about Elizabeth Olsen. which is positive it's all positive
1: yes not i made that sound much more negative than it no it's like i I, i'm obsessed so
0: yes anyway um give me once sorry this is why is this so annoying but no like a lot there's a lot more i mean i think because we hadn't had anything for so long Mm -hmm. they marvel was like but wait there's more and in 2021 in addition to getting all those shows we got four movies yeah like like in one sitting, <laughs> four four major movies. And think about it like this, like Black Widow came out in May. Fine, whatever. That's a Marvel opening. Then yeah. September, Shang Chi, November, Eternals. Uh, if I'm remembering that correctly, unless it was October, December, uh, December Spider Man. Yeah. So uh, we get we got a lot of st- and also that's not even mentioned. Like we got hawkeye in that december period if i'm not if i'm not mistaken i think so yeah um around christmas time um and like we've we've gotten so much but it also is one of those things too where i feel like marvel there was a period of time where i think you could ar- argue marvel made the best blockbusters um
1: yeah yeah or or I mean, at the
0: like, very at the very least they had really really solid inarguably like solid based like base it, runs i compare it a lot in my head to pixar because there was a point, and
1: especially, like, I, I want to say, I mean, pretty much since Pixar started, really, there was that point where everyone was like, Pixar can do no wrong. You know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, Pixar's, you know, they got they got the Toy Story franchise, they're, they're, they're making original films, which you don't see a whole lot. Even today, you still don't see a whole lot. Um, they're knocking it out of the park, and then, like, they slip up once, quote unquote, with uh, a couple of movies, and then it's like... Now everyone thinks Pixar's the worst thing ever. So like the first time they release something that is not on the same par that most people expect from Pixar, um, everyone's like freaking out. What happened? What happened to Pixar? And I, and and then, yeah. oh no! Sorry, no, no, no. Go um, ahead. No,
0: no. Finish your point.
1: So now I feel like you know because Marvel is very has been very much in that same ballpark because not not that every single movie was a winner for people in like the the Infinity Saga uh, era. But it was very hard for anyone to just immediately be like, oh, like, at least unless you were just, like, immediately tired of it or you just weren't into Marvel, it was just really hard for people to just be like, oh, this is terrible. Like, this isn't working at all. But it's like, consistently, you know, they're releasing all these different movies. It went from one movie to... It was literally started with two movies a year, except for that one, you know, with Iron Man 2. But, like, that first year, 2008, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, back to back... And then, you know, it led up to Avengers, and then it was a whole thing. And then we got Guardians of the Galaxy, and we got Winter Soldier. Twenty fourteen
0: a- feel almost feels like the peak in some ways. Even though there's been, it, I think, yeah. be- like better, there's been better Marvel movies in certain mm-hmm. respects after that year. I feel like just like Winter Soldier really surprised. I think both those movies really surprised people. And they yeah. made... They weren't, like, billion-dollar hits. Like, I think people forget about that. They both made, like, over $700 million worldwide, which is still really yeah. good. But I think people had these... Eventually, like, because we had Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and some of these solo MCU movies were grossing, like, a billion dollars. And I, I think people and had unreasonable And then Black
1: Panther won... Got a Best Picture nomination. Yep.
0: Like, whoa. <laughs> um, I also think... To to go back to your point about, like, oh, this these things can do no wrong, I think it's also worth noting, too, I think some of it, not all of it, but some of it, I think, has been a response to Marvel being more diverse as of late. Mm. So there are people there are obviously people who are just like, oh, this is stupid, and purely on the basis of, like, there's, like, an Asian lead or there's a, a female, a That's female lead. That's 100% true. Because, um, like, think about it, Like, we've had a lot. Like, the first film in that really that phase four era was black widow is a, is a female led thing. Then Shang-Chi as a directed he- by a woman, directed by a woman. Yes. Thank you. Um, Ooh. Shang-Chi, you know, a, you know, Asian, Asian cast, uh, Eternals has a, has a diverse cast. And then Sp- everyone points at Spider-Man cause Spider-Man's the biggest one. Uh, but I mean, I think everybody really knows why that was the biggest one. Cause everybody likes Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man's, like, one of the three or four <laughs> characters you can, like, guarantee is going to be a hit.
1: And you put more than one Spider-Man in there, then, like... Money. Money happens. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, money like, happens. like literally, people are throwing money right in Kevin Feige's face and Sony's
0: face. Yeah, yeah and that was that was also at a point too where it was a little after the onset of the pandemic compared to the other movies that came out and all and mm-hmm. other than Black Widow all the other movies are like characters that we had never seen, the other movies were like we had never seen Shang-Chi in any mm-hmm. of the movies before we had never seen Eternals in movies um, you were going to say, sorry
1: No, I was just to say, this is also at a point in time, it seems like for Marvel where like they just finished their big story arc and now it's like I'm sure they have a plan yeah but it's also like, well, what's next? It's like, what do you, what do you do after that? So now they're in this kind of mindset where they're like, okay, well, we definitely want to tackle characters that we didn't get a chance to do before. Like Moon Knight gets a TV show. And now we have, and on that note, we now have Disney plus, which we can now make TV shows. We can put those out for people and they have, well, like six or seven shows now already. There's a bunch. I have, not, I,
0: have, I have not kept up with the shows. <laughs> it's in, like in, it's in, like in a minute.
1: new one pops up every so often. You're like, uh? I didn't, I didn't see that. I was not planning for this. Give me a second.
0: Um. <laughs> oh, To answer your question, though, real quick, both, of, both Ant-Man and both Quantumania and Eternals have a 47. When we recorded this, Ant-Man had a 48.
1: Oh, so it's 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 equaled out. It's leveled out what it's it.
0: leveled out. Ant Man is a slightly higher audience score. It's got like an eighty three percent. Again, not that this mm-hmm. stuff like Matt truly matters. No. I think it's like, more again, interesting it's, it's, to look at. It's all know? subjective,
1: but yeah, it's like it's just interesting to see what the you know it's funny, there's one guy I know that at my work that's a huge, huge, huge Marvel guy. And um like Every single Marvel movie is for him. Is definitely Marvel could do no wrong. Even like by today, so like every time he sees me, he's like, "Did you see this yet?" I'm like, "No," but that's mostly because I just don't have. If I'm being completely transparent, I don't have much of an interest to go immediately see Marvel movies until like they're out on streaming or something. I just have and like again and also in
0: also in fairness, you don't you don't pursue everything in theaters either. So mm-hmm. this is not a slight no. against Marvel necessarily. No. I just want to make that no. clear, so nobody comes after you. I don't care if they do. <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> <I> tr- <laughs> <laughs> He's getting up and leaving again.
1: You should know this by now. <laughs> now this is my show. Anyway, oh, I Joey's that gone. I can't let it happen. that is not resp- that is not a responsible thing.
0: <laughs>
1: so listen, let me let me just tell you how shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, in, in truth, I admittedly, I do not care, but at the same time, I appreciate, I appreciate it. Um, I guess my point is that like, I think I've, I've gotten to a point cause like there was, a, there was just a point I was just never comfortable going to see a movie I've seen nine movies now, but they're all movies. I specifically am like, I really, really, really want to see this. So I'm almost like selective, Yeah, which is very on brand for me, as you know. <laughs> So, like, you know, for example, I, I, I like, there's a couple movies coming out this month that I really, really want to see. So, like, Scream's coming out this week. I'm very excited for that. Um, John Wick comes out later this month. I'm very excited for that. Um, so, I'm admittedly also very selective. So, that should also be noted. And that's not even just a, you know, today's world standard. That's just how I was before. Because, I mean, I work at a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And last thing I want to do is go back to work when I don't have to be there. Yeah, that's fair. You know, so... So like when it comes to Marvel movies, especially they're busy crowds of people, you know, admittedly, I don't, I don't find myself like overtly excited about what they're offering unless there's like something specific about it. Like with Doctor Strange 2 having Sam Raimi on board or something like Eternals, which seemed like such a different thing. And I, I love Chloe Zhao's previous movie, that I, the Nomadland, which I really liked. Um, so that was enough to be like, I, I want to see, I want to see what she's got what she's got to offer for for this kind of genre um so that's just like where my specific approach comes from towards these movies but i do like when the when eternals came out like because it was so different i feel like it didn't resonate with people the same way that all these other marvel movies do
0: no um it's i i also just remember like because like i remember like reading the reviews i'm like oh my god like mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't imagine. Like, is this the one that broke the camel's back? Because there are there just because there's so there's so many Marvel movies that are just fine, right? Like they're just yeah. they're not nothing special. They're okay, but I, I think there comes a point where you just get tired of movies that are just fine and don't really swing for the fences, kind of mm-hmm. thing. But I think when I remember watching the uh, Eternals, I'm like, this is for Marvel. This is laying this, all
1: the this is laying all the chips down on the table.
0: This is, yeah. And Kevin Feige yeah. was, like, big on this. Like, he was, like, saying to people, this is, like, one of our best movies. You know, he was, like, and, and you know, like, and honestly, I, I kind in some ways, I agree with him. This is a messy movie. I said this in my previous recording, so it's going to be weird I'm trying to remember <laughs> what I want to you know. say.
1: Just, just the the the, the, uh, but the I,
0: brain, I, the brain tit thing. Ugh. I remember Sorry. the actual, ex- no, it's okay. I remember the actual experience. I saw this in Dolby with Feehan and Mike. And you know, I we had really enjoyed *Chung Chi* a couple months earlier, you know, and mm-hmm. *Black Widow* was just whatever. So this could have been either way. It could have been, could have gone either way. And the trailers mm-hmm. didn't look amazing, but like ha- the movie having a rotten score admittedly did intrigue my interest. Same.
1: That um, was like that was that was like a driving force for me to be like, I kind of want to see this. Outside of just liking you know previous work from Flo Zhao, and loving the cast. Yes. Like. Like, this is a stacked cast. Like, um, you know, you got Angelina Jolie, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, Don Lee uh, from uh, uh, Train to Busan, which if you haven't seen, watch. I know he goes under,
0: um, I believe, Ma Dong Sok. Um,
1: But (laughs) Train to Busan, watch it.
0: Yeah uh salma yeah, hayek is in cat. this
1: salma salma freaking hayek uh two dudes is she in the hall
0: did we put her in the hall of fame she's going to be she's gonna if be she's not
1: F- she she better be in the hall of fame i think she'll she be one of our me.
0: i mean yeah um so we got obviously i mean uh Gemma chan did we say i mean there, there's Gemma so many, chan uh richard mm-hmm. richard madden um not that he's an eternal kit harrington
1: listen when you got the stark brothers in there <laughs>
0: <laughs> who have as pretty much as much screen time together in this movie as they did on
1: Game of Thrones yes yes so...
0: <laughs> it, it, it's very weird but just to go over the plot extremely quickly because there is a lot to this um mm-hmm. or at least the basic gist so eternals okay they are um they are created by these beings the celestials. Um, Which you you may have seen in Guardians
1: of the Galaxy, like a version of them, I think.
0: Like, in in in, co- in the ride, Cosmic Rewind, definitely, and also um In the Ego. first movie. Oh, because the... Um, yeah, because the... Uh, like, nowhere. That one, yep. Nowhere. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. But a couple Guardians connections then, actually. Yeah. Because um, there's that whole bit when
1: they're talking about the Power Stone and then you just see, like, a, a celestial-looking thing walking across. Yep. Like... I'm doing a robot walk if you can't, tell.
0: <laughs> uh, but anyway, so they're these big beings and they, they, like they can create like they create like life and, and all that stuff, but whole galaxies, whole galaxies and all that stuff. But there's a problem. There are these things called the deviants who are scary. Ooh, So we' got to send the eternals to defeat them. From the planet Olympia. The Planet Olympia. They have they have this uh, this mythology behind them, um, and they they've been around for a very long time since the since the dawn of humankind. You know, we see them in Babylon. Uh, we There's see them a Mesopotamia. A lot of them end up being
1: like prototypes or references for cultures. Yes. So like Thena, uh, Angelina Jolie's character, Thena. Um, is uh considered to be Athena in Greek in in Greek mythology. So like, you know, when you think of that giant uh, uh, statue of Athena in the Marvel world, that's Angelina Jolie.
0: Also um Gilgamesh, one of the oldest Gil-Gamesh. The, the oldest like I think the oldest like record like recorded story or up there is one of the oldest recorded stories um is the epic of Gilgamesh, you know. Mm-hmm. No, we don't, see, a... we don't see we don't see in in this, but you know it's. One of those. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, or like uh, in the same sort of Greek mythology context, you got Phastos, who's uh, played by Brian Tyree Henry, yes, who's very good in the film. Oh yeah, um, um, which is very much you know like Ha Phastos, you know Phastos, Ha Phastos, you know from mm-hmm. Greek mythology, like fire to the people, like take it from the gods, like ah, I'll give you power. So and he's had like, kind of a, an inventor, and he, and there is actually you know a lot of connection to to that sort of narrative especially there's like a whole sequence that's really devastating where um we see the aftermath of the hiroshima and he's just walking around the rubble and he's like why did i do this so i mean it's it's pretty intense stuff
0: it, it, it is um uh, uh do you, do we mention icarus
1: icarus our 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 superman stand-in
0: superman stand but he flies like I- like he- Icarus, and uh, he gets a little too close to the sun at one point
1: he does not have wax wings though but he does get a little bit too close to the sun
0: yes and of course uh sprite inspired by the influential soda sprite um <laughs> which
1: once was uh sponsored by or which was once a sponsor for uh lebron james
0: <laughs> yes uh, those weird commercials oh my god <laughs> anyway Sprite's always had weird commercials though yes but basically, basically we're in the modern, the modern day and the eternal, a lot of the eternals have gone their separate ways. Um, yeah. you know, we've like for, uh, there was an event that happened, you know, a long time ago, uh, where like bas- basically like colonizers, imperial, you know, that whole thing, basically the conquistadors, if I'm not mistaken, are like wiping out the Aztecs. I believe at uh, Titlan. And, and like they, they all just have disagreements about how to handle this and the, and there's other things that happen too, but they all go, there's a lot of them go their separate ways. Um, and then they yeah. have to sort of unite again because the deviants have returned. Yeah. And... Cause they
1: initially thought they got rid of the deviants and then it was like, well, they're just, they're just going to, they can't interfere with human history. So they're just going to chill.
0: Right. Basically. Yes. Uh, but eventually, eventually, we co- We like, there's a lot of stuff that happens uh, that we find out. We find out that uh, Ajak, um, Soma Hayek's character, is dead.
1: Mm mm-hmm. um, We find out that there's a deviant, the deviant that is back can actually um, suck the power out of the Eternals. hmm. And Cersei played by Gemma chan who's kind of our main eternal like she's kind of kind of our focus character yeah and on this adventure um she has been given uh ajax position which she never thought she was the one to be in that position like everyone thought it would be icarus because again superman type um like the the most powerful one is my what i'm saying and um yet uh ajax picked cersei and everyone's like why like, we would have assumed... It not that I got Cersei, it's just, but we just would have assumed this dude shoots lasers out of his eyes and flies and punches stuff. So, I mean, it just kind of makes sense. What's going on? Right. And so that's kind of part of the mystery while also trying to track down the rest of the Eternals so they can team up again and defeat the, the, the Deviant. Um, and essentially, all of them are... Like like you were saying, they're all doing something different. Like, when we first meet Cersei, she's a professor in uh, the UK, and... And she's dating Kit Harrington and she's living with Sprite. Sprite, who I think has the worst fate outso- well, one of the worst fates really, um, is a thousands is thousands of years old and yet looks like she's about twelve or thirteen. Which that is an incredibly devastating thing to think of like, you know, how to, to, to actually be a certain age and yet be stuck in that sort of position and, you know, not it's 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 tough it's
0: uh it's like interview with a vampire um yeah you know just uh but like you know because again here's the other like thing too there are so many of these characters as as we said that Mm -hmm. and it's a two and a half it's one of the longer mcu movies but even then there's not quite enough time to really do all of these characters justice it's,
1: it's no pun intended.
0: <laughs> oh, I so, actually didn't intend really, for that, but anyway,
1: I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to assume. <laughs> you know what they say. Um, I'm just gonna leave. My <laughs> no, show. I can't. I can't leave because that would be Joey's show. No. <laughs> so. Um, I think I think what what does work though is that we do get to at least spend time spend some time with the characters. We don't we don't get like to have much of an emotional connection, but we know who they are. Yeah, you know, like like when we meet Kingo, he's become a Bollywood sensation. Um, a whole like dynasty of Bollywood movie stars. Literally, like he's the star of generations of cinema. Even though he's like, no, that's my that's my great grandfather. That's my that's my grandfather. That's my father, and that's me no we know the truth it's all you that's cool (laughs) um and so and he's got his uh his valet with him Uh, (laughs) karoon is one of the best characters in the whole thing
0: and one of the best
1: freaking dps ever like the fact that you know you got kingo fighting the fighting one of the deviants and, you know, he blows the deviant's head off or whatever, and then, like, is covered in, in deviant goo, and he's like, did you get the shot? And you just hear him go, I did! <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's so great. Um, he's,
1: uh, fantastic. I, I think, so, there's yeah. a lot,
0: there's a lot. I'm thinking about, like, just different things. Um, one of my favorite real, uh, things in the movie is, is Gil- Gilgamesh and Thena, because Thena... Because the Alfred the, reference, obviously. The Alf- there's that. <laughs> Um, Alfred's la- Alfred matters. <laughs> Alfred matters. Um no matter what what uh comic book company um <laughs> but I like I like Gil- I like Gilgamesh and Thena um, because Thena as we find out basically has like has has this um, has this condition where it's like a it's like a weird all it's like an all, almost like an all's deme- like a eternal like dementia Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's kind yeah. of thing and they would have to wipe out her her memory because there's no like known like cure for it. So Gilgamesh, being the best bud that he is, is like I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with her. Um,
1: I'm gonna stay with her. Watch out, like if that means you know it leads to me having to kill her, I'll have to deal with it at that point. But the last thing I want her to do is forget herself. Yeah.
0: Um, and I think that's kind even of even though he is, in fact,
1: I don't mean to cut you off, but he is, in fact, a big baby. Uh, yes that's going to be a hall of fame quote as well i think oh i'm a big baby
0: um but i i think i mean all the characters are like really i think you know the power sets i also think the way that they're portrayed is really cool you know because yeah. um Especially, i think I'm going to talk about Cersei for a second, and I talked about again. I'm repeating myself from the other recording, but I know mm-hmm. this will be your first time hearing me, guys. So apologies, <laughs> but uh, but Cersei, what I love about her is like she can tr- she can transform like um, when she touches something, she can tran like like typically like non I think like non living things typically tradition like typical yeah like, she or can like trans- one element
1: to another element or something yeah
0: that that thank you um, elemental a- shifting. But what I like about that, that that's inherently, that's not inherently, like, a violent, like, superpower. Because when you look at a lot of the other, or just superheroes in general, a lot of them are, like, super speed. They could punch you really fast. They can, they're really strong. They can fly. They shoot lasers. These hmm. these things where people are like, oh, that's, that's not, it's like, that's not violent. It's like, yeah, but th- th- what are you going to, how are you going to show that? Like, there's not many ways you can show that in a, a non-violent sort of way. Whereas, like, Cersei's power... Like, people are like, this power is so... Late. I'm like, I don't know. I think that's really cool that your main character in a movie has a superpower that's like that. I think it makes her
1: stand out, too. And it also makes it make more sense, like, why you'd want to pick someone like her. Because, especially to be, like, the leader of the team outside yeah. of, you know, uh, an obvious thing, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, um, she's she's not inherently, like... Like, I feel like she's living the least sort of fantastic life of all the eternals because she's she's just a teacher she's right just trying to she's just trying to you know make make a normal existence and be better and make every everything else better like even right. when the one time she does kill an eternal or not an eternal but the the one time she does kill um, a deviant is she turns it into a tree yeah so it's like it's not like uh you know it's something inherently terrible where it's just like a deformed thing it does kind of look like a deformed deviant but now it's just a tree right yeah and trees give ox trees give oxygen so i think that helps
0: it, it's it <laughs> it, it, is, it is nice um i'm thinking about or like
1: this... when like the lava rock comes out you remember that yes and the volcano goes off and it turns into a bunch of birds
0: yes oh my god that's so cool um, is just really cool. And it's cool, vis- like, visual power, because I'm like... Because I think about so many superhero things are just, like, the same thing all <laughs> the time. Boom, um, boom, But even though this movie does that, but I feel like the way it does that inherently looks a lot cooler than your typical thing. Like, I think about that final battle when they're fighting... Um, when they're, they're fighting to, like, prevent the, the Celestial from being born, that yeah. whole... That whole sequence... Is really, 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 really rad. Nice. I was closing my door. Because I know people complain like all the Marvel action scenes at the end are the same, and I'm like, I can't say that about Eternals. I, real, I, I, I I can't. Like, I distinctly remember moments that happened. Like, Makari is going super fast, um, beating up Icarus. Amazing. Fastos using his technology to, like, as laser, as guns, but also, like, chaining down... Fastos chaining down Icarus. Um, you know, I think, like, where they uh, show Theta's like, strength... Kingo's and, like, gun thing. Kingo's like, like. beams. Amazing. Amazing. Um... You know, so like a lot of it looks visually really cool, but there's not a whole lot of action that happens in mm. this movie. I mean, I mean, there's a couple couple bits um, that you see, but and also it doesn't help too that the middle action scene when they're at like druigs like village place, yeah. uh, it's very dark. And I know you said Chloe Zhao is a big fan of natural lighting, which generally works, mm. but that scene I think I I could have used just a little, just a little bit, a little, for me personally, a little push, a little something. something. Just, just put their light on their iPhone, just. A little <laughs>
1: i can see i mean listen hey if Car- if karoon could have gotten that shot in that in that lighting i think we're good well i mean she's all had karoon cr- as the dp then i think yeah Karun needed to be the dp for uh, the whole that, movie
0: uh, by the way that's not to insult uh ben davis on this this is just a no a ben davis
1: does a g- genuinely spectacular job on this movie this is me just being um ball um <laughs> As I like, you know what go- I like, goofball better than moron. Whenever yeah, you're I'll like, i still- I'm, I'm an idiot. So Go with goofball because I think because that- there's a silliness to it, there's an honesty to it, and it's less harsh on you.
0: I like that. That's fair. That's yes. fair. But also, the big thing with this movie also is that you know you have these eternals, and you're like, okay, is it re- is the villain really going to be these deviants? Like, like really? Really, and it's like spoiler alert. It's not. It's not.
1: Like even though they got Bill Skarsgård to essentially do nothing,
0: <laughs> he's the
1: Jeff Goldblum of this movie. You will reference understand to this a future episode next,
0: next time. <laughs> 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 but basically, what we find out is that the birth of a celestial is actually an incredibly horrific and destructive process because they are born. Um, they are out a, of a planet. Out of a planet, and. That would literally, that would mean, like, Earth would just be done for, basically.
1: Essentially, like, to, just to kind of break it down a little bit. So, um, you have Arisham, who's, like, our essential main main celestial in this film. Um, big red guy. Very scary. Uh, genuinely very scary, honestly. <laughs> One of the scariest, yeah. like, he hit, like, th- some of the shots of Arisham produce some of the scariest imagery I think I've ever seen in any Marvel movie. It, the Not scale, that Marvel movies is inherently scary, but still.
0: The scale of it is genuinely impressive.
1: Like, when he's hovering over the planet at the end of the movie, and he, like, steals Cersei, that is... Listen, I'm, I am a weird kid in that sometimes, like, I'll be laying out in a hammock uh, in the middle of summer, because I'm just trying to relax, and I'll look up at the sky, and I'll think, what if, like, a giant hand comes from the sky and grabs me. <laughs> that would be the scariest thing ever. And then they do that in this movie, and I'm like, Chloe Zhao just jumped into my nightmares. <laughs> and and because of the natural lighting, it makes it that much more realistic. Just to see the clouds part, and you just see this face in the sky, you're like, god damn it! No! You realize how small you are. Um, but anyway, also, so... Like, hope yeah. I want to
0: mention uh, David K., plays um, He's He's been Megatron okay. a bunch of times. Very
1: good. Very good yep. is um, So, how is Celestial essentially born? So they plant a seed inside it. Like, when they're making these galaxies, that's what Celestials do. They they pick a planet that they think has, like, the best, like, the strongest energy in it, and they'll plant a seed. And the thing is, they need to let the, the planet progress naturally so that they can get to a point where uh, they can be be born from the planet, and and then more celestials can come, and then they can make more galaxies. So um, the problem being that you know the typical thing with making planets is that life comes in play, and so they um, so the celestials actually create the deviants to to try to help with that problem, but then the deviants become a problem in their own right. So then <laughs> you know just just. Just, they can just keep adding essentially so then that's when they make the eternals so the eternals are actually everything they've ever known about themselves is a lie mm-hmm. they were created by a celestial to solve the deviant problem and to allow earth to prosper to allow any planet to prosper so that a celestial can be born in the case with earth they planted the seed for a celestial named tiamat so that tiamat can be born from earth um and become anew now now the Eternals do not know this um, outright, and so once Cersei, who's now the head of the Eternals, learns about this, she's she comes she has now a dilemma, like the classic trolley dilemma: Do we let Tiamat be born and allow Earth to die, or do we can't do we stop the 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 process? Essentially, you know, full on like space abortion. And do we um, save Earth as we know it? Um, So that becomes essentially an an, uh, internal debate amongst the entire team, and every and what I like, and this feels so honest too, like everybody has a different feeling on it. Like everybody is like, well, do we want to? Like, because if we stop it, then that means more life that could exist is dead. But if we don't, then this whole planet is dead. So it's it's like an internal debate amongst all of them. And also, this whole backstory explains why Thena um, has her situation because she's remembering past lives. Mm-hmm. Because um, Arisham has actually saved the memories of all the past versions of the Eternals before they got to this current iteration of the Eternals that are on Earth. So, um, that's what's going on with Thena. So she's... Oh, I just saw a bug flew in my face <laughs> these bugs are getting in our way man this they, is, don't like, they don't
0: like our show i guess assholes yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, but yeah so that's essentially like what's going on with Athena but it becomes a an internal debate amongst the whole team like most of them just eventually go like yeah we should probably save earth but you know you have people like like Kingo who's like i don't know like i kind of see i kind of see maybe that Allowing Tiamat to be born might be a good thing, because again, more life. You know, we're 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 stopping all these other lives from being more. So, so it, it genuinely becomes like an actual topic. And then there's Icarus's response. I'm Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, isn't it?
0: I'm Icarus. Thank you. <laughs> that just tells you everything you need to know about the character. You should be like, yep, that's going to be the bad guy. <laughs> I don't wear a cape if he wore a cape he'd be a good guy <laughs> so or, just... or what if Yul Brenner played Icarus and <laughs> <laughs> I'm Icarus. Icarus Icarus Icarus
1: Icarus <laughs> Sir Cersei, Cersei, Cersei. Cersei. <laughs> again
0: <laughs> later episodes you'll get one Tiamat will run. be born so let it be written so let it be done
1: I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, no,
0: yes. oh, now I'm, no, no. I'm magic. Sorry. One more indulgence. <laughs> yes, a- exactly. Arisham, I am that I am. No, see, Yul Bredder
1: is just. Uh, Yul Bredder no, would definitely be a good Erisham, but also, you could probably have Charles Nest in his Erisham because it makes sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you idiots. You blew it up! Ah, <laughs> uh, damn, damn you. you! God damn you, damn all, you all to, to hell! <laughs> me, damn
1: you all to hell!
0: Never trust anyone over thirty. That's me. Take God your damn. stinking paws off me, you damn you dirty! Damn dirty. Ape. It's made out of people. <laughs>
1: Again, all of this will make sense um, in a couple episodes. You know <laughs> Literally, who, the next. Who, episode. You know
0: who who should have been Fastos in an o- older version of the Eternals? Tell me, Edward G. Robinson.
1: <laughs> yeah, I give them the tech to make a
0: bomb, and they do this. <laughs>
1: yeah Duh. These humans are stupid. Oh uh, <laughs> or, or Edward G. Robinson as Druig. <laughs> 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 just, just him going. Yeah, these people are stupid. So I fixed it. <laughs> yeah. Now listen here, see? You're being stupid. You're colonizing. You shouldn't be doing that, see? You're going to do what I tell you to do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know how you've
1: done it, but I know you've done it!
0: Those who do not live by the celestials shall die by, die the, celestials. by the
1: celestials. Ah! That's the beauty of the fact that we're recording this now. It's just that
0: so many references won't make sense until later. (laughs) Like, honestly. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Like, if you're a a true Two Dudes fan, you listen to all these in order, fine. But if you do a re-listen, listen listen to this one (laughs) after the Ten Commandments. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh my god! It would be the best experience you've ever had. You'd be like, I get it now! (laughs) Um,
0: uh, Icarus! Talk about Icarus?
1: Um, And and his response to uh, the news that Celestials made them and all that stuff. Um, He chose to murder Ajax, release some uh, deviants, and... Try to let Tiamat be born mm-hmm. and so um he's very much in favor of this birth he is very much um those people that are pro-life if you will right he's a pro-lifer
0: damn right. it it's 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 just so weird like the 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 <laughs> logic that that has to happen <laughs> in this it makes it so weird <laughs> But basically like he's fighting for, yeah, like you said, he's fighting for um, Tiamat to be born and the Eternals have to come up with, have to, you know, the other Eternals have to come up with a way to, you know, stop this from happening without just flat out murdering Tiamat at the same time because they freeze Tiamat. And they
1: freeze him they fr- which is one of the coolest imageries in like any movie I've seen it's in a, a
0: while. I I saw when I remember seeing that in I just gasped because I was like, Wow. That like that was such a striking, like cool image for these movies to do.
1: Like a lot of the stuff you see in like this is something we attribute to Zack Snyder as well. It's just, like some of the imagery you see in this movie, you could see in like uh, a text for like 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 a mythological or like a religious thing you know it's like some of it's like, like
0: a painting you know like right it, it's um like the the like certain co- like shot compositions like cer- like the wit the framing of certain things.
1: Yeah, like I, it makes me think of there's a there's an image of a leviathan who's like a like a the, the sort of it's sort of drawn like a like a giant snake lizard thing and it's sitting on the ocean floor with the water spread past it like you know part it like a red sea sort of thing. And um you see an image of what I'm assuming is God standing standing in the clouds just over it like which is such a like a intense like mythological image to see for something like that um and when i think of that image i think that's the the same vibe that i think tiamat frozen in the ocean in the indian ocean where uh the world engine for man of steel crashed (laughs) (laughs) bringing back that Zack snyder reference Mm -hmm. um uh like that's the kind of vibe that i imagined is imagery wise for this movie and it's so appropriate and it's so intense that you can't help but just be like, like you said for yourself, like, like in in awe yeah. of what you're looking at. Or even like um, just the opening shot of the movie is you, you're in you're in space you're 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 by the sun, and then the ship that the Eternals drive. What's the name of the ship? Because they doesn't it have a name.
0: <sighs> That's a very good question.
1: It's um, like Makari's hanging out in it, and she's got all of her. Uh, Knickknacks through history that she's she's kind of a hoarder. Domo, their starship. Domo, it's it looks like a like a triangular monolith, mm-hmm. like a trapezoid monolith.
0: Uh, I'm just looking to see if there is like anything,
1: but like that that opening shot is like an amazing, like even just the opening crawl. This movie has an opening crawl yeah which is insane you know like i think this like the plot plot wise it's very messy and you know it has to deal with a lot of different threads and you know juggle a lot of characters especially ones we've never met but i think it's salvaged by the incredible cast and just how and the vibes of it which you know as we've talked about in like like the avatar special presentation some of the other things we're missing vibes
0: in the theater we are. Um, but I will say like, I think, I think we could get, could have gotten more vibes. had we cut down on the amount of eternals yeah. that we have? And maybe just like, okay, we had like five eternals, like five or six eternals. And we can just go through the mo you go through. Okay. Like this is their daily, li- like have a little bit more like that, but I definitely get what, what you mean. Um,
1: like, like you're feeling something like it's, it, and, and, and I think it helps, too, that it really is an ensemble piece. Ultimately. It is. Yes. Like, like I do agree that it would have been nice to have spent a little bit more time with, with the Eternals. I think my, my biggest issue is that the Deviants are pointless.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. They try to get you to care and, yeah. like, no. No.
1: Like, listen, I love Bill Skarsgård. But... Eh. <laughs>
0: Not him, but, like, just the... Just, just the, the character. Presentation. The character of Crow. That memorable MCU character, Crow.
1: <laughs> Why did he get an action figure and freaking Wanda from Doctor Strange 2 didn't? That's my problem. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> but, but I do love Bill Skarsgård, though, on that note. Yes. He's awesome. Watch yeah. Barbarian. Watch It. He's fantastic in both. No. Yeah, um, absolutely. So... I think that's that's that was the, probably the one gripe I really had with this one. It's just that they introduce this element that just doesn't really go anywhere, and yep. you could tell like you could tell like at a certain point they're like, "What do we do now?"
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know because Icarus is our bad guy, so what are we gonna do?
0: Um, and it's we'll, also we'll have
1: fight. We'll have him fight Angelina Jolie. It'll be yeah. a cool scene, but it won't amount to much.
0: But I also like too because it it just like they just have the diversity just because. Like it's like, just like okay, like a, why not? Like yeah, the guys like that's awesome. You know, like like uh, like Lauren Ridloff as Makari is the first first deaf like MCU like superhero, um, mm-hmm. in the MCU, which is really cool. Um, which I it's I mean, also
1: cool on that. Note, not to cut you off, I, right? I, I do it way too much. Um, but I also just love how ASL is really like, and deaf characters have really become more prominent and stuff like i like in creed 3 i heard there's like there's a deaf character in that as well so like i like that there's that representation in cinema more it's it's becoming more and more prominent
0: which is awesome as well right absolutely and i mean and also fastos um fastos um we actually get like a a pretty
1: pretty strong like you know gay character with a husband and a son um You know, he's living, he's living his best life. He's, you know, he clearly loves being a dad. He clearly loves his husband. And that's also something, especially from like a Disney owned property, we don't get a whole lot of. And so when,
0: and at least not in this context, not with this much, especially like you're putting this into a gigantic Marvel movie. And this is, I mean, China has also been like more picky with what Marvel movies do make it into theaters. Yeah, in in their, or just Hollywood blockbusters in general. And I know Marvel, mm-hmm. there are b- Marvel movies that do try to get released in China, but this one they did not flat out because like how could you cut how could you cut cut that out? It's, it's perhaps like Dumb. the one of the, more, one of the more human things that happens um, happens yeah. in in the movie. But I think with both with both of these um, movies, I think they they definitely portray like these superheroes. There's not like a there's not too much like winking in in these movies like there's appropriate like jokes here and there but it's, it's got a sense it, of humor both it's of got them. a sense got a sense of humor but it's not like winking at the camera all the time or anything it's, like that it,
1: it's it's not self aware in the sense that it's like hey look we're wearing capes it's like yeah we, we can see it we know yeah thank you we're, for telling we're, us we're I freaking
0: guess. we're freaking legends okay <laughs> like like these are it's It's like people say superheroes are the modern, like the modern myth in, in a lot of respects. and mm. I think these movies sort of um, sort of really do capture that.
1: it's It's very much a, a term uh, a description, an adju- an adjective, if you will, uh, that is described of like the DC characters for sure. like you know people say like you know Superman is Zeus, Batman is Hades. Aquaman is Poseidon, so on and so forth. Uh the Flash is Hermes. And so you have, you know, cuz that's always been the the different the differentiation between like DC and Marvel is that DC characters are very larger than life and Marvel characters are very down to earth. That's not to yeah. say that Marvel doesn't have their own, you know, cosmic characters like, you know, I think a Silver Surfer or uh, um Oh, what the hell is that thing? The big thing. The planet eater thing. What's that again? Ego Galactus. Galactus. Galactus thank you. Uh, sorry. <laughs> why I, I, I immediately like, I I think, keep planet. thinking of the helmet <laughs> thing. Yeah. Galactus. <laughs> he's not a clown. Um, He's, he's a planet eater. Um, yes. so, But like the, the the big draw for a lot of Marvel characters is typically like... um, I mean, hell, they all operate in New York City. A good chunk of them do. Mm-hmm. You know, very very down to earth characters that have very real problems, and that's always been like a huge draw for those ca- for the for that company. Um, and with DC, their their whole mentality as is it's not so much that the characters aren't down to earth; it's just that the characters are meant to be
0: representations of what we could be, like and we I think could pe- be better. And I think people really do like that about those I, characters. Yeah. You know, they yeah. like. Sometimes they don't want, like, you know, characters that are, re- like, relatable in that sense. They want characters, they want them to be, those heroes to be better versions of, mm-hmm. better versions of ourselves. Like, you know, like, and that's, that's just, that's just a dip, you know, different, like, preference. Yeah. And that's really cool. Like, and I'm glad Marvel tried that, sort sort of tried that with Eternals. Yeah.
1: Like, it's, that's always been, I think, at least for me, I think that's always been a nice... Like a draw for well, because like I can definitely understand when you look at like the Marvel characters, and you see like Spider Man. I think is sort of the prime example of this. Like he's he's an everyday kid, um, in New York City, just trying to get by as best he can, while also having to deal with the fact that he's a superhero and he's trying to save people. And uh, but then like on on the opposite end of that, you get someone like Batman, who's a character that dealt with an incredibly traumatic thing, and you know a lot of us have dealt with trauma in in our own right now obviously it's a comic book so the way he deals with it is very fantastical and a bit you know crazy but he he deals with it you know he moves forward with it and so it's like a nice it's a nice way to show like hey you know your trauma is not the end of you Mm -hmm. so are you okay
0: yeah, sorry, I was just stretching. I thought <laughs> your, like, head was about to blow up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Scanners. It look, it's like you are about to sneeze, like, Pool! um But no, like, I do like that, you know, it's nice when you see the companies try the others approach every so often. Mm-hmm. Which happens, it doesn't happen all that much, but it happens so often, like, it happens... like I think of, like, I think of, like, Nightwing. You know, he's he's kind of like a down down to earth sort of character, like Dick Grayson. He's kinda of like 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 a Spider Man sort of thing in that right. But again, he also has his own trauma and he also has his own story that you can look at and but it also feels like a very different approach than what you would typically see with a lot of D C characters. And then in um in the case of like Eternals it feels very much like when we were when we watch when, when I watched the movie when you watched the movie we said this feels like what Zack Snyder is trying to do with with the the DC movies which is essentially capture that mythological like god like essence that tends to be compared to them a lot mm-hmm. and so it was it was such an interesting approach and the way the way they did it um with the Eternals is pretty pretty awesome honestly it's pretty
0: admirable yeah. For sure,
1: and Chloe Zhao man, next. What? And she's got a she's got a, a Dracula Western coming out. I think isn't that her next movie? Uh, let me see. Where she's she's doing like Dracula, but as like a, a science fiction Western. Let's see. Um, or at least that's what was Sorry. on the docket.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I remember there was a Dracula movie was supposed to come out that did get like shelved at one point. Um, Hmm. let me see Uh, feature films I mean it's. uh, I'm on Wikipedia right now just trying to see what um, (laughs) upcoming projects Uh, she's uh, in February 2021 Variety confirmed that Zhao is tackling the classic universal monster Dracula and in the vein of a futuristic sci-fi western which that sounds cool Um, that does sound really cool um one more thing I wanted to talk about with this movie. I'm gonna quickly cast the Eternals as donuts. Uh I have <laughs> the list. I
1: love how I love how nonchalant it was too. <laughs> so like last time that ha- last time this happened, we were wrapping up the episode and I was like asking the audience what what audience we have. It's like, what would you cast these care what donuts would you apply to these characters? And Joey thought I was asking him. <laughs> and he proceeded to, to do it, and it was. And the thing was, like, I didn't want to say anything because I was really impressed by it. I was like, you know what? Go for it. That was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> um. So quickly rattle them off. Cersei is a strawberry sprinkled donut. It's very sweet. It's nice. It's great. It's loving. It's a loving donut. Icarus is an old fashioned but weird. Like, there's something like, not right.
1: Like, like, an old-fashioned, but, like, at 10
0: p.m. It's like, Ugh. <laughs> like it's a little bit dry. Um, we didn't get to say this meme too much, but apparently, uh, Druig sucks. Uh, that was the name of our <laughs> group chat for a while. Druig sucks. Shout out to Wiki. Um <laughs> Love you, Wiki. Uh You diva. like Like Side, he has the chocolate-glazed chocolate, chocolate glazed cake <laughs> donut, which I found out Allison likes, which I don't know what to do with this information now. <laughs> um hi alice nothing just just get her just
1: get her one and be happy for her but listen, that's all you gotta do
0: like druig is mind controlling people to convince you this thing is good (laughs) fastos is coffee listen fastos helped us move along with technological revolutions and such like the plow coffee helps us get through the day all right yes sprite listen sprite might be thousands of years old but they treat her like a kid, so they give her the vanilla with sprinkled donut. Okay, <laughs> Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh, he is a you. If you're a big guy, you want a you want a, hard, a good donut, really high quality donut. You need a Boston cream, and if you don't like Boston cream, to quote Gilgamesh, big baby. <laughs> but also listen this guy he's he's good at baking he's good at cooking so he knows quality when he sees it he knows, so he, knows he deserves quality macari um is not a donut blueberry muffin okay you need something that just gets you through you high energy quick quick on the go boom ajax uh heart-shaped cream-filled donut such a cutie <laughs> such cutie and uh kingo kingo we had cookie butter like cyborg he's not always available but when he is he's pretty great it's flashy it's fantastic
1: um more cookie butter aka more Kumel nanjiani please
0: yes um and then Thena, then athena which i don't think i cast as a donut last time i think she's like aquaman she's like the french crawler she's kind of kind sexy of
1: cool. badass like intense intense yeah like, when you see a French crawler, you're like, what do I do with this? And then you just eat it, and you're like,
0: "I was a good choice. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, man. Um, anyway, that's going to wrap it up for uh, <laughs> this episode of Two Dudes, One Old Feature. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Cast, the em as cast them as don- donuts. Let us, let us know what donuts. Let us know what your preferred donut is, and what would you cast these superheroes or other superhero teams as donuts would be kind of like, cool listen, as well. Not even it doesn't have to be Eternals or Justice League's. I'll,
1: I'll, Justice League's um, cast the Suicide Squad, cast the freaking Doom Patrol, cast Spider-Man, Fantastic cast Four, Daredevil, Fantastic Four. Ca- you know what what donut would Galactus be? <laughs> he'd be the donut. He'd be a person. No, he, <laughs> a he, plot he, twist. He's a, he's a customer.
0: He is. <laughs> he's Ben he's... Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> that he is a cusp he is Ben Affleck but Silver Surfer is the Dunkin is your local Dunkin Donuts <laughs>
1: yes that's perfect right there
0: um anyway uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of Two Dudes One Double Feature check us out next time
1: have a good night everyone happy donuts thank you all for listening to Two Dudes One Double Feature please follow us on Instagram Facebook and Twitter Special shout-out, as always, to John and Kenny Armstrong. Thank you guys for everything you do. We love you both so much. And, of course, stay tuned for a brand-new episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Big
0: Baby.